Show on the big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wastoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. Alright. Alright, alright. 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 I said whole right. Like a mix of Christmas and alright. Ho ho whole right. Welcome everybody, this is Thursday, December 22nd, it's the Mike Rutherford Show, coming to you as always from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios. Find out how you can get your MBA, feel like you're being paid to do so in the process by visiting business.louisville.edu. We're here from 3 to 6, no winter storm is going to make us cut this show short, doesn't matter if it's snowpocalypse, doesn't matter if it's icepocalypse, doesn't matter if it's, I don't know, Christmaspocalypse, we're here until 6 o'clock getting you ready for tonight's game between Louisville and NC State. That last part, I can't promise. We will talk about it. You may not be ready for it. It's happening regardless. We can get you ready. Maybe a false ready. Ready's one word. Ready, ready. We'll talk about the game. <laughs> Trevor Kelsey, by the way, the voice who cannot stop chiming in 30 seconds into the show. Hey, he's said, here. Oh. <laughs> he's here as well, rocking a Philadelphia Eagles sweatshirt. Looking great. TK, how are you? Not as good as you. I thought you were wearing the same sweater from yesterday, but clearly it is different. It is different. This is a quarter zip, not a sweater. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I do have, it does have reindeer on it as well. Yeah, it, it looks very similar to what you wore yesterday. It's different. It's very different, actually. You say so. Different color, different design. Can you bring the other one in Different article me, of clothing. Show me, show me, show me I can't. Yeah. Uh, very different, but very festive as well. I'm just showing my holiday spirit. You are not. I'm, wear, I'm wearing green. It That's, is green. I'll give you that. It's a holiday spirit thing, right? It is green. Uh, little the, the only holiday sh- outfit I have is the the cousin Eddie T-shirt. Classic, of course. Yeah, it is a little bit. I, I'm a little bit flustered today. I was leaving the house, actually making good time today, feeling good about myself. Like you know, we've got some stuff done. We're doing Christmas stuff. We're trying to. B- both Mary and I are both trying to balance like work and Christmas stuff. It's that time of the year. Yeah, kids. We had three screaming children in the house, but they were somewhat okay when I left. I get on Breckenridge uh, Lane, realize I don't have my phone. Do a quick Yui, speed back in the house. All three kids are now screaming bloody murder. Virginia's crying because she didn't give me a, a, a kiss, which she did. I don't know what she's talking about, but I've got to give her another one. I come back in here, now a little bit flustered. This is the holiday feeling. This is getting that heart rate up, up there above 130. This You're is what flustered. you do. Try being Mary right now with the kids still screaming in her ear. Well, she's working. They're uh, not in here. She's upstairs. Try uh, being the babysitter having to do Her that. parents are over today helping out. But, yeah, it's, it, it's, you were it's a lot. My, okay, try being her parents. I mean, you can be out of the line. It's a lot. I mean, we, we both, I think we both try to go and help out when, you know, we have a few spare minutes or so. But it's, it, it's tough. Like when you ran in to grab your phone. 
Yeah, God. <laughs> they were having a rough time today. It was a, it was a rough day, but that's okay. Uh, again, we're here until 6 o'clock. We want to hear from you between now and then. Text us at 502-414-1450. That is the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Uh, and while you're at it, download the Refreshing Rewards app. Save you money at the pump every time you need to fuel up. Saves you money inside. Anytime you want to stop into one of these 76,317 area Thornton's locations, there's that many of them for a reason. They love what they do. They know what they're doing. They're damn good at what they do. Uh, text us at 502-414-1450. TK, how was, the, uh, how was the Wednesday night? You look well-rested once again. Thank you. I did. I, got, I actually got a decent night's sleep. You're getting a lot of sleep these days. I though. am. I'm, getting, I'm, I'm trying, happy I'm trying to get bed normal hours, waking up at normal my normal time, so I'm getting more sleep, which is sometimes a good thing. I mean, when you live my life in reality, living, being more, spending more time in dreamland is a positive. I have more fun there sometimes. This is fun. Yeah. You're having fun right now. This is a great show. Sometimes I wonder if I'm still asleep in the middle of the night <laughs> right now. But yeah, it, it, it's it's entertaining, at least until we get, you know, to certain topics like the basketball team. But nonetheless. It's gonna be a bad show for you today, though. Yeah, it's gonna be a bad <laughs> what that old joke. You don't like Wednesdays? It's gonna be you're gonna hate Wednesdays down in hell. Uh the yeah, so it was good. It was a good night. Uh, wrestling was solid. I know you liked it. You sent me the clip of the, the Rick, Rick Ross cussing. Rick, Rick Ross was, uh, yeah, that was the highlight of it. The rest of the time, he was pretty much useless on the mic, just saying just gibberish. And he seems like an odd fit for professional. Wrestling. He would just keep saying like it's coming. It's uh, he just says it was pointless. At some point, after he dropped the MF, where I was just like, somebody just take that mic out of his hand, please. <laughs> somebody needs to go and just grab it right away and get it out of away from him because this is just a disaster. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, a couple new guys debuted and attacked, attacked Keith Lee and joined Swerve. One of which I found out was a former baseball pitcher. Really? Uh, his name's like Grant Grantland something. He never played for the Reds. He, he played ten years through the uh, the Devil Rays organization as a second round pick. Never really got into the majors. But he's Interesting. Six four two twenty, big guy. Uh, never heard of him, but he debuted and Swerve turned on Keith Lee. Rick Ross turned heel. I know you were upset mm. about that. Then it was uh, it was a decent show, not too bad. Nice Good. little main event between uh, Shikara and uh, Jamie Hader. So okay, it was a solid. Then I got to watch, you know, the the, the tops just demolish. Gosh, they look good. Just demolish. I will say, I know we talked yesterday. You watching that thinking, man, kind of wish that Austin Reed changed his you're mind. Stepping all over my line Sorry. there. Uh, I I watched. I know we talked yesterday about Jack Plummer seeming like he's going to be the quarterback that is going to wind up at Louisville, the Cal quarterback who entered the transfer portal uh, during yesterday's show. But watching last night's game, it did kind of make you think, like, well, the, the Austin Reed thing that seemed like it was a done deal fell apart for reasons that both sides have different stories on. Who, Whatever the case was, however it actually happened, you did watch that game last night, and you're like, yeah, that, that kid can sling it a little bit. I wish you he was going to be he's getting other offers now after last night, too. Probably. Going, well, he's, he's coming back. He's out of the portal. He's not even in the portal yeah, anymore. Yeah, like that stopped anybody for – Tell that, to, tell that to the North Carolina's quarterback who apparently is getting offers without being in the portal. Well, I mean, <laughs> means you can't take him. He's going to have to re-enter the portal if he wants to go somewhere. So uh, I don't think that's going to happen. It sounds like he's back in Bowling Green for good. But he's very good. And they they put the biggest beat down on South Alabama. I think that I saw it was the highest point total, the highest yardage of any team besides Oklahoma State, who's known for putting up ridiculous yardages. And I was wrong. I, I picked USA last night. You took the tops. You clearly were right. And that was – I was excited. Why I won our pick'em? Uh, that's right, exactly. The, the, the streak continues <laughs> yeah. as we head into the postseason. I was excited to have something to watch, like late night, as I'm like getting ready to fall asleep. And it was 31-3 at halftime. I'm like, well, no point in watching this. So. I turned it on. I turned it on late, and it was already. I think it was like 24 or something, or 21. It was. It was a. Bl- when I turned it on. I was like, wow. I just 
shouldn't have sneezed and missed the whole entertaining part of this game, I guess, unless you're just a top fan like watching highlights, which is what was fun to kind of watch. Yeah. I mean, watching him just even get that last touchdown before the half, like where they just run down, they get big, the fake spike and. It was it was it was it was it was a fun game if you're a top fan. You can tell that this is like we've entered the portion of the work week on before Christmas where nobody's actually working because the text line's just dead silent. Like there's we have like three texts where typically we have like seventeen, eighteen. Nobody's at work. Everybody's and, doing family stuff. Yeah, Mary and I have been talking about it this week. We think we're the only two people that are actually working this week. Like I, I don't, all of my friends are just not working. They're just like they're they're drinking. They're you know they're doing stuff in the middle of the day that they shouldn't be doing. They're running errands. They're getting ready for their kids. Like I think we're the only people working. I got errands to run. I as do I. We have not. Poor Mary has not wrapped a single present. The kids are. I don't know what we're going to do. We've, we're running out of time here. We start the Christmas festivities tomorrow night. Sorry, Santa does his own wrapping. How, we've had this debate before. Did Santa wrap your presents? Yes. Well, same. Not, about ninety percent of them. Same. Same. There were he, he would sometimes set some up and and like just kind of like uh, I remember I got one year I got a bunch of like uh, Transformers usually the cheaper ones because Santa like to get like getting me nine cheaper ones is better than the one cool one I wanted. Well, and uh, you weren't a great kid. <laughs> Thanks, man. That's on you. That's on me. I've just been a little better of a child. Maybe I just drink a little more milk. I'd have got more. But he would sometimes just, you know, uh, put them up like a little pyramid level. I remember yeah, one we year. Yeah, the same thing. Uh, when I got my, like, my G.I. Joe oil rig. We won't get into that rant anymore. Uh, yeah, it, we, we've done that before. It was opened up and set up for me. So, uh, trying to get thinking maybe that would make it look cooler, but it didn't help. Yeah. I was the same way. Like, I, I would have, like, there, there'd be, like, Three or four that would be unwrapped. Like, if you had like a big toy, like that would be unwrapped. If you had like, so I'd have like a basketball that would be unwrapped. The year I got my air hockey table was, unru- same, was, was same, set yeah. up when I woke up. And, I, had a, and, I had one of those little like stick handle hockey sets yeah, as, a, yeah. as a kid. And that was always unwrapped. Like stuff like that would always be unwrapped. But Mary, she swore that like Santa didn't wrap presents. And then some people have, have tried to tell me that well, yeah, I'm sure the unwrapped presents were from Santa. The wrapped presents were from parents. Like, no, like Santa wraps presents. He's got elves for a reason. He's got slave labor for a reason. That, you know that you they th- wrap presents. You're telling me Sam doesn't have a, a wrapping department up in the North Pole? Of course he does. Yeah, of, of course, course he does. does. He's got yeah. HR. He's got a wrapping department. He's got you know shipping and and billing and reindeer training. Yeah, reindeer reindeer get, uh, people that overlook reindeer games like Monopoly. Texas says Santa wrapped my presents, but Santa did not wrap my wife's presents when she was growing up. But her parents grew up in California, so maybe that's a West Coast thing. West Coast and Central Kentucky. That's the, 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 two, the two areas of the country where Santa sometimes does not wrap presents. Oh, well, that West Coast hippie cat, Santa. He's, he's, just, he's just free love, right? Texas says everyone, and I mean everyone, is at Middletown Kroger today, so they're not able to listen to the show. Uh, P.E. Miranda will get his triple-double on our beloved court, uh, front court tonight book that well he's not gonna play that much but he he probably will score i have seen the pictures from everybody at at various kroger today uh just everybody and their mother is at kroger getting ready for snowpocalypse which we're still not sure they keep pushing it back like yesterday it it looked like we were were going to be in a situation where we came in here for the show at three and it was like 45 degrees and we'd left at six and it was going to be like 12 degrees but now it's it's still going to be like okay when we leave this. It's still looking like it's going to be the 40s until like we get to 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock tonight, and that's when the big dip is going to start. Uh, it's just going to be kind of rain. I'm just, I mean, we've got we go to my parents tomorrow night. Little concerned about the conditions there. I mean, I'm concerned we're going to be able to get in and do the show tomorrow, which I just found out we're the only show that's on the air tomorrow. I don't know if we can make that change because 
we should be the ones that are off since we're late and people have Christmas plans. But we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that here maybe during the commercial break. Thank you. I, pre- I appreciate Literally that. no one here to, to interrupt us. God forbid we spend <laughs> – we avoid an hour or an hour and a half of talking about a 50-point loss to NC State or whatever it's going to be tomorrow. Does anybody really want to hear that on Christmas Eve Eve? I mean, if they do, then so be it, but – I wouldn't want to hear that. I wouldn't want to get ready for the big weekend. What, what if I said to you, we win tonight, we do it, we well, then we'll do it we the don't. I, I think I, that's a solid. Don't make me put in a, in a position where I'm like halfway rooting against the card. <laughs> but I think that's, that's probably a good rule. It's like well. when I bet against them, I don't think there's any reason to really worry about it, man. Thank you. Thank you. It's all safe. <laughs> um, but we'll get into that a little bit. I, I, now, I called out people for not texting the text line. Now people are. people. Some people are saying they're working. Some people are saying... I'm working and drinking. Does that count? I think that does. If you're drinking, then I think I want text from you more. Keep texting in. I mean, there's, is there anything, does it get better than drunk texts? No, it's good. Yeah. This is the day for it. This is, it's not Festivus. It's Festivus yeah. Eve. Let's let's get loose. Get that get that uh, moosehead cup out. Fill it up with some eggnog and rum, and let's let's get let's get let's have some fun. Texas, I'm working hard all week. HVAC never stops. How do you think it will be tomorrow regarding the team? What do we lose putting Fabio out there and just living with the results? Besties never to learn on the job. I like that. It's an earnest response. I'm an HVAC person. I'm, a, I'm just going to assume that's an air serve employee because they are working 24-7. If it's not, then we're not going to read that text. But air serve, the only HVAC company in town. And then like the, the earnest question about Fabio. Fabio has kind of become, he's the talking point that everybody wants to go to. You know how you always have to have a pivot? There's always got to be some magic cure on the bench. A lot of times in football, it's the backup quarterback mentality. Fabio's the guy who, like, just throw him out there for 30 and see what happens. Well, well, I mean, I know I know he's, he is that guy because we've seen the slight glimpse, especially in the Western game particularly. Well, he's a, he's a guard, and True. we have no but, guard. But, but what about Ree? I mean, what, I, I've, 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 you know, I've, I've been on the uh, on the edge screaming for him as well, and, and maybe he's not the answer, but for the love of God, he can't be any worse than we're already getting. I can't remember who I was talking Can to. He? Somebody last night was asking about Devin Ree, and they were just like, he's the only other one we haven't really seen, right? Well, we've seen him a little bit. The last time we saw him, I believe, was him hitting the side of a backboard yeah, on, on a wide open three. But that was like a Bellerman game. No, no, that was that was just like a couple of games ago. That was the Florida A and M game. That was Saturday. <laughs> That's why I haven't seen him play since. Like he maybe, doesn't play much. Like maybe and, Maui. I mean, was he clearly has to be doing something in practice that is just infuriating Kenny Payne and the staff. I don't, I don't get it. Like, I don't know how he can be. I mean. Is there anybody else? Because Rose Wheeler's supposedly injured, right? Right. He's got a, he's in concussion. And, we, and even regardless, we've seen Wheeler in, in, in bits and pieces. No, Ree's the one scholarship player that we just we just we never just see. Don't him. see. We never see him. Um, I mean, we see Hersey more than we see him, and Hersey's playing time has gone down significantly. Yeah. It's. All, I mean, there's no look. I, I'm going to go ahead and spoil the the Christmas miracle angle for this team. There's no secret recipe that's going to make this thing markedly better. I'm with you if you just want to say throw Fabio out there for 30 minutes and see what happens. I'm with you if you want to say throw Aiden McCool out there for 30 minutes and see what happens. There is nothing you can do right now that I'm going to be diametrically opposed to because there's no – it's as bad as it gets. Play whoever. I, I don't care at this point. Demery has played five games. Uh-huh. Uh, he played three minutes against Arkansas. I know he made one three. He played year. two minutes against Texas Tech. He played 12 against Maryland and scored five points. Okay. And, hit, and did hit a three. Then he played six against Miami and five against Florida State. And since Florida State, he scored two. Florida State was the, was he the scored, backboard He scored game. every game except for Arkansas. 
Yeah, that might have been because he went over one from three. So that probably was the three he went. That was the last time we saw him. They were like, we can't get him in. We can't I mean, can we not him. give him some time against Lipscomb or somebody like that? We didn't even give him. Sh- we threw him out there in the woods. Well, you act like Lipscomb's like a pushover. They beat us I by mean, eight. It's still better than, than, I mean, I mean the poor kid. No wonder he can't get any I was trying down. to avoid the basketball conversation. He's getting thrown here. into the deep end like he's being babysitted by, by Tommy Lee over here. You're making me just dive right into this. Texas Fabio is the wrap present that looks intriguing under the tree, but it's really just a bunch of socks. <laughs> it's the thing that looks like the like the, the 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 toy you wanted when you open up, it fades down, and it's just like that's something else. I've told you this before. I would like the big presents that I got for Christmas growing up were always video games. Like that was I never got video games. I never just like bought them myself. I always waited for the holidays, so I would get like the the college football game. I'd get Madden. I'd get the you know whatever the basketball game was. Like that was what I always those were my big presents. I got your Madden. I was Tecmo Bowl and uh, well, yeah, later and yeah. Tecmo Bowl was like when I first got Nintendo. Like I think I got Tecmo Super Bowl was my, one of my first. That games. was that was the second one, yeah. But so uh, and the the shape of the video games they were really similar to books. Mm-hmm. So I was all, I would always try to save the video games for last, and then sometimes I'd screw it up, and it'd be like, oh, here's the latest Matt Christopher book is my last like the coup de gras present. And I was like, damn. I hated those games. Really misjudge it. Like the, was, the only people I ever get me books was the ant I didn't like. Santa brought me books sometimes. <laughs> Not me. Santa like Santa just did like me more than you. Well, Santa doesn't bring people. Santa books. just knew you. It's like cold gift. He just knew you. Uh, Texas says Santa did not wrap my presents. I'm from Louisville, and so are my parents. No, well, clearly you did something wrong. <laughs> yeah, Santa's <laughs> your Santa's lazy. <laughs> Texas says Mike, I want to watch the show. Uh, I want to hear the show tomorrow because I want to hear your tears. At what point of tonight's game will you want to smother yourself? Wow, thanks for the text, UK fans. Yeah, no kidding. Is that from Boise? No, this is a this is one of the UK fans pretending like he's a Louisville fan. The angry fan. Wait, once again, like I can see your past past text. Like people, <laughs> I think sometimes don't realize that. Sometimes people don't get like they'll like they'll have like three texts to go. It'll be like we kicked your ass in football four straight years, and then like the next test they'll try to be suave where it's like. I've got some some issues with Jeff Brom guiding our program. I'm not sure. I'm like, I can see your old text, buddy. It's not going to work. <laughs> Texas says there's no... God, you guys are... People are miserable right out of the gate. I was hoping we'd have like 30 minutes of just fun holiday talk or something. No chance this team wins an ACC game. I mean, is, is this coal in the stocking Christmas for Louisville right now? <laughs> also, that texter, which is an A59 Erica, which is Lexington, this yeah. morning texted, I <laughs> texted the text line and said... Good morning, beautiful bear. I love you very much. And then said that was meant for my daughter. Whoops. <laughs> I like to think that he's just texting uh, T.J. Walker. He refers to him as beautiful bear in his mind. Texture says, I, I, I want to text back, buddy. Good morning, cute cub. Texture says, uh, can we talk about the basketball team dancing before the game? I get playing freely, but don't understand them not being focused. It was a... In light of what happened after the game with the controversy of Kenny Payne's comments and, and Jalen Withers' comments, it wound up being it was a it was a harmless text or tweet, I guess I should say, before the game. I don't know if you've seen this. Like the the Louisville men's basketball account like put out a, a video like before the game, like during warmups, and they're like they're like getting loose, like getting ready for game time. And it was like the players like dancing during warmups and looking like kind of happy, like just whatever. And then after the game, Kenny Payne's like. I think we kind of maybe overlooked Lipscomb and Jalen Withers is like, yeah, there were some loose moments before the game, and everybody went back to that tweet and was like, this is what happened. Like, like, they're like, post pregame vibe check. They're like, okay, check out the post game vibe check. It was, just, it wound up being terrible in light of the the way the game went 
and then the post-game comments. I mean, yeah, I get that. But honestly, I, I have no problem with them being loose and kind of free before the game. It's shooter. I kind of want them to be in a good mood and have a good time. That's, you know, you know what comes with having fun? Winning. And, I mean, did you want them out there just, like, totally serious face, like, putting, banging their head against the wall and just, just like, brooding and looking like they're coming. Look, just look, sprinting through a three-man yeah, weave for 45 minutes. Looking like Gangrel, Christian, and Edge coming to the, on the stage. I mean, just entering the game in that way. Eighth-grade layup line style. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Just dead serious. <laughs> I mean, I would like a little bit more serious, I mean, but I'd not want, in that. I, if I, it's three hours, we're tip-off, and they're just out there doing whatever. Yeah, I want the serious during the game. I mean, but before the game, you just won two in a row. That's kind of the, the mood I need. To, we need to get into having fun mode. And unfortunately, you know, it's hard to have fun when you're not winning. But I can see where that would be dissected. And this is the Terrence Jones smiling on the bench type thing again, though. I mean, it's 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 being, I think, a little little overhyped. Texas, says, does Trevor have anything prepared for emergencies? You could have ended that question with, does Trevor have anything prepared? Like and emergencies, like weather-wise? I'm guessing so. Oh, yeah, I'm stocked. With? I've got three cartons of cigarettes at the house. That's what I thought. I've got five to 12 packs of Mountain Dew. I knew where this was going. I've got half a gallon of milk. I've got a full gallon of orange juice. I've got a six-pack of 12-ounce uh, 12, uh, 12 Dr., uh, Dr. Peppers. I've got hamburger meat in the fridge. Got some uh, meatloaf TV dinners in the fridge. I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm good for at least a weekend. Are you ready for this KFC text? <laughs> I mean, what's milk and bread? I never said the milk and bread thing. I don't either. Like it, it's it, never. I know this. They tired, like like radio show talking point or tired whatever talking point. But who is just pounding milk and bread during I, crisis? And it goes bad. Like if you're gonna get stuck somewhere for like four, I've been stuck. I remember the winter storm of was it ninety four? I think 94, it was yeah. when I got stuck in Tennessee. And I think I've told you a story. I had to take off. Uh, I had to surgically remove a piece of my braces with the, with scissors. Yes, and I, I wince every time you say. That. Yeah, I know. Oh, you should see me. I'm wincing. I was doing when I had to do it. But nonetheless, I was stuck down in Tennessee with my pregnant aunt and my other aunt and yada, yada, yada. We were down there for like six days. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. Bread and milk are going to expire that quickly. Some milk might, depending on when you bought it. But, I mean, you buy milk today, it's not going to be good in six days, is it really? Yeah, it'll be good for six days. Is that how long it lasts? Yeah. I forget. More than that. Yeah. Looking back on it, we did, we lost power during that snowstorm. Like, I remember, like, my me, my sister, my dad, my mom and our dog, like we were like huddled in the family room with a, a space that heater. Sucks. It was terrible. It was awful. We did not. That's one thing we did not lose amazingly, but true down in Tennessee was power. It was terrible. Uh, but here's the KFC text. KFC text. Incessant negativity and bleep talking the coach after a 20 point win. Good stuff. The show was honestly a joke today. <laughs> I'm assuming KRC was not impressed by a 20 point F and uh, FAMU win and. Was so hard on the team, I guess. Look, I'm going to say this. Florida A&M scored 11 more points against Kentucky than they scored against us. Well, I mean, that's... <laughs> Are things looking up for nine days from now? Who's to say? But yes. They also covered against F- against Florida A&M. Which Doesn't matter. Doesn't, it's it's going to be... It's all about defense, I mean, I actually, It I, wins rivalry games. Co- <laughs> it wins championships. They covered our spread against FNAM. I don't know what their spread was. Probably didn't cover it. Yeah, I don't know. It might have been. I'm thinking it's probably more than 20 if ours was 17. I, I saw that, like, Kentucky fans are more. I think Kentucky fans legitimately might be more pissed about their team than, than we are. Like, we're we're in the acceptance stage. Of, that makes me smile a little bit. They are furious <laughs> about everything. Like, this texture, I, I can only imagine KRC. And then they have reason to be. Like, UK is not as good as they should be right now. And uh-huh. it didn't help that the, the FAMU coach after the game was like, 
we thought UK was better when Wheeler was on the bench, which every UK fan has been screaming for the last month and a half. Like, he's just – that Florida A&M catch, Coach, I'll give him credit. Like, that dude is just dousing gasoline on an already lit fire. He was just like, you know what? We lost two games here in the state of Kentucky. We're going back home for the holidays. Let me just torch this place before we get out of town. I want to set the the fans into – also, Cal – just sounds differently. And am I deflecting by talking about UK basketball? You bet your ass. That's exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> but Calipari's comments are, they're sounding less and less. You know, every UK fan is like, Swaggy Cow's back, Swaggy Cow. No, he's not. Like, this is a different cow. It used to always be like, you know, this place isn't for everybody. This place isn't for everybody. And now Cal was like, basically, like, like the negativity of this place is going to make it tough for some people. Like, that was basically what he was saying last night. Isn't that kind of the same thing? Kind of, but like he also was like, you got to be patient. You got to be cu- kind to these kids because the negativity is out of control. Like they're going to get it. Like just hang on. So it was more of a, a, a kind of scolding of the fans than it is preparing yes. the kids. It feels like all of his comments are, are sort of pointed at the fans these days. Because the other version is kind of like warning the kids that it's not for everyone. Yeah, exactly. This, this version is more of, hey, these kids know it's not for everyone, but let's not like go over the top with it. Yeah, it's just. But has he ever been to Kentucky? <laughs> I know his like his the messaging, the way he talks, like it just all sounds so different than it did when he was rolling. And I get why UK fans are a little. I I understand UK fans. I, they're insane, but I also see that they kind of see the writing on the wall here. Here was the exact quote. I wonder when he goes to Texas. It's hard to play here, and it's becoming harder to play here. But you don't want it to become so hard that people don't want to come play here. So be patient, and we will get there. Like, that is a direct call out of the fans. He's essentially saying, like, it's always been bad here, but it's getting way worse. He's like the aging old man who's just convinced that the the new generation is way worse than it ever was before. Like, every aging person in history before them. I can confirm that. It was bad when I first got here. It's getting terrible now. It's way worse. And now kids aren't. He's basically also saying, we're struggling with recruiting at times, which is a funny thing to say considering he's got his best class in years coming in next year, but we're struggling in recruiting at times because you guys are so insane. I mean, what didn't did didn't that something he embraced when he first got here and he was winning? He like yeah, when he first got here, he's like, I'm one of you. Like, yeah, I love, you guys I love are the passion. Bat bleep crazy, and so am I. It's a mar- it's a perfect marriage, and now he's kinda like, You guys are insane. It seems how attitudes can change when you go from being twelve and zero in top five to being eight and three in, t- in number twenty eight. Exactly. If if they've beaten UCLA, if they don't lose to whoever else they've lost to this year, then like he's back to being God and he's treating the fans like they're the best thing in the world. Like it's plus all he, it's all about winning. Plus he's he's starting to I think maybe realize that and and for some there is some way for maybe not to the extreme that some UK fans do, but there is reason for some impatience that they've had more losing seasons in the last ten years than they have championships. Haven't been to a final four since twenty fifteen. I mean they, they've had they had a nine win season in, in, before they had a championship in the last ten years. They keep saying and I like they're all like we haven't won a championship in ten years. I'm like oh it's been more than ten years, guys. It's been more than 10 years. It's been 10 and a half. <laughs> it's going to be 11 this year. Like, we're doing my math in my head. I'm like, wait a second. Huh? Over a decade, it's over. It's done. And they've Don't had, pay attention to what we're doing at all. And they've had more. So they've had more, yeah, more losing, se- as many losing seasons as they have. I'm uh, telling you, if we were to somehow win that game on January 30, uh, December 31st, it may devolve into a Chris Mack situation where Calipari parts ways with the program before the end of January. Like he, Texas. It would absolutely just destroy everything that they've like the fans would lose it. Cal would lose it back on them. Kenny Payne would ruin the program. And if Kenny Payne if that's what he's been doing for these first two months, 
then I'll finally accept what's been happening. I'll be okay with it. Because then he's just an evil genius. He's like, you know what? We could flirt with the NCAA tournament with this team, but probably not make it. Or we could be historically bad, beat Kentucky on their home floor, end the Calipari era, take all of their recruits, and be national title good next year. If that's been his plan all along, then I'm all in. I see. I think it's a little bit – you're half right with this. His plan has been he's holding back everybody right now. Like you, you, We watch these games and we go, how are they making these tournaments? He's telling them to do it. He's saying, hey, guys. Well, that's exactly what I'm just saying. Oh, well, I know, but he's but here's the difference is we're not going to keep sucking after UK. We're going to beat UK, and that's when we rock it. Well, that's what I'm saying. Well, I'm helping you we, say it. We beat UK. Cal quits because of that. We take right off. Away. What? He doesn't quit right away, though. Oh, he quits before the end of January. And then we land all of their recruits for next season. We finish the season strong. I don't know, maybe third, fourth in the ACC. And then next year we're national title good while Kentucky is toiling in obscurity. That's the plan. I, I don't. I think Cal stays, but it sends them into a tailspin, and they don't win like but three games the rest of the year after that. Yeah, he's done. No, he's done. He's done. He's done then, he, year. then he resigns, goes to Texas, and they're desperately trying to hire Kenny Payne back from us, and no. he tells them no because he's getting DJ Wagner, he's getting the other kids, he's getting Bradshaw, he's getting Livingston, he's getting uh, getting all those kids. And Louisville finishes uh, going into the tournament with a twenty win season because we can still win. If we went out, we win twenty games, right? I hate that I have to do the math in my head, but yes. I think so, right? Because we have 18 conference games left, and we have how many games the UK we have, game. How many games do we have this season total? We have 19 games remaining in our regular season schedule. We have two wins right now. So we can get 21? Yeah, we got it. And we have the ACC tournament still. So we have plenty of time to get to 21. Well, now, but we're going to lose to NC State, but so we'll have we'll – that's true. Good point. So we'd have to win out after NC State and to have 20 wins 2011. before the conference tournament. Yeah, but we're going to win the conference tournament, so it doesn't matter. And that's a solid at-large profile. That is. I think we'd be in the tournament. But once we win the ACC tournament as well, then, then we're not even – I mean, we, we, Nah, they'll, they'll screw us in the ACC, ACC tournament. No, no, no. That's we, how it We works. come back and win. We can't – we never made it to the semifinals because they screw us. They hate us. Well, we're gonna, they can't screw Kenny Payne because we'll be in the at-large. We'll, we'll be in the NCAA tournament as an at-large, though. I like that conversation. That made me happy. Just – that that eight second deviation, eight minute deviation was great. Let's take a break when we come back. I, I, my mindset is right now at like two in the morning. That's level. fine. We can talk seriously <laughs> about this NC State game after the break if you want to, and if not, that's fine too. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton sex line. Let's get loose. Holidays are here. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on fourteen fifty and ninety six one. The Big X. Back in to the Christmas Eve, Eve, Eve edition of the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Texter says, let's just do a full show of daydream conversations all season long. Discuss the possibility of this team winning the Natty. Who do we beat? What if Zan Payne scores 30 on UK? Who's the season MVP? I see Zan Payne having an Alvin Sims 98 game. We can do all that. We can, we can make all that happen. Uh, before we get back into the, the that conversation, a couple of, of sad notes to pass along today. For, first and foremost, just because it's 
near and dear to my heart. I've mentioned this a couple of times on the show before. I know I've done it on past shows. Um, my dad's first cousins are the the Doyle brothers, who Denny and Brian both played in the major leagues uh, and had success. Blake was the third cousin. They did a thing where it was like the third kid who got hurt and never got to make it to the pros. He was the best one by far. Like, every family does that. Where there's there's a third one that has an injury. Like you know, Brian and Blake were Brian and Denny were both. Uh, you know, they played for the Yankees, they played for the Red Sox, and but Blake was actually the best, and he never got a chance to show it. And like they did that uh, as well. But Denny was probably the most famous. Played uh, second base for the Red Sox for a long time, or sh- shortstop for the Red Sox for a long time, and he passed away uh, yesterday. I actually did not know uh, it was during the show. I, I didn't find out until today. I kind of dad had told me about a week ago that it was it was coming, it was going to happen. But uh, he'd been sick for a while and, and and passed away. Unfortunately, he's maybe best known for the famous 76 World Series between the Red Sox and the Reds. He was the only player to hit safely in all seven games of that series, um, and he was more known for defense. But I guess more infamously, he was known and got thrown out at home in the the famous Game 6, tie game, extra innings, next run wins for the Red Sox uh, with the home at bat. He gets thrown out on a short pop fly where he was tagging up, and he got into it with, with Don Zimmer after the game. This is a story that I can tell on the radio now. So famously... Don Zimmer is the third base coach for the Red Sox at the time. Don Zimmer, who was like m- most famous for taking hit by pitches, getting right? thrown. And also, is that Don Baylor? No, Don Zimmer is famous for getting thrown to the ground by Pedro Martinez. Yes, you're right. You're right. Don Zimmer's the one that took the, the hit by when he was pitch, with the right? Yankees. Yeah, yeah. So Zimmer's he's the third base coach for the Red Sox at this time, and the the public story was always Zimmer is saying no, 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 tagging up on the short fly ball, and Denny hears it as go, go, go because of the crowd noise, and he goes, which is it. Again, anybody who's ever played baseball, you never use words that sound alike. Like you know, you you know, you never say in the outfield. It's never like it's me or it's you. It's two distinct words. If you're calling for a ball, or you're telling somebody to do something. You never say go because it sounds like no. And Denny is was always adamant. Like no, he he absolutely was like we use the same lingo that we always use. He's like he's like I'm gonna say it. It's like he's like you're going, you're going now. When the ball was caught, and so Denny hears the post game press conference. Zimmer tells everybody, essentially kind of puts the blame on Denny a little bit, where he's like, hey, you misheard me. I was saying the right thing. And Denny's exact quote when he got back to the clubhouse was, bleep you, you fat bleeping gerbil. <laughs> I mean, he didn't punch him. <laughs> and he never forgave him. He was like, Don Zimmer's the biggest loser of all time. Uh, and it always stuck with me, because I always kind of thought Don Zimmer was, was sort of a loser. I can't picture him watching now, like, Pedro Martinez throw him down. Like, that's what he gets! Bleep you, you fat bleeping gerbil. Everybody's against Pedro, and he's the only one going... Way to go, Pedro! Yeah, so that was... <laughs> but uh, Denny would come in town when I was a kid. He ca- talked to some baseball teams that I played on. Um, I remember we went to, when Champions opened for the first time. He was an investor, and we went out there, and uh, you know, we, we got to... You know, he gave me some instructions and stuff, and he was always just a really, really, clearly a, a fantastic baseball mind and, and super nice. And, and my dad spent summers with him and his brothers in... They grew up in, in Caverna, played at Caverna High School, uh, out there in Cape City, I think they were born in Glasgow, but he had great stories from from those summers, and uh, we're all definitely going to miss him. The other sad story that came up that I, I guess happened last week. Apparently, I'm surprised it, it didn't get out there, but I was told that this had happened last week. Didn't make any of the major news, but Bobby Turner, former U of L basketball standout, who was a star at Mail High School with Daryl Griffith back in the, the the 70s, he apparently died last week of a heart attack. He I was told by somebody who worked directly with him, was a big fan, listened to the show, read the website. Um, and obviously, <laughs> I don't have an affinity for Bobby Turner just because he enjoyed the show, but that 
it helps. It always helps to, to piece up. But he was a great player, was the second leading scorer on the team before the national championship team in 79 behind Daryl Griffith. I think he averaged 13.3 points per game. And he had a great story. I put it on Twitter today when, when I was putting this out there. It came out, there was a, a book written about him a few years ago called you know Bobby Turner, Forgotten Superstar. I'm paraphrasing the title there. But he talks about he and Griffith were recruited as kind of a package deal. Daryl was the number one player in, the, in America, but Bobby Turner was also a very, very highly touted recruit. And so Denny Crum was pulling out all the, all the stops to make sure that they stayed home. And he said, I'll tell you, when we were seniors in high school, we got a call from the greatest of all time, Muhammad Ali, who was trying to get us to go to Louisville. So look, he calls me and I hang up because I thought somebody was messing with me. He calls right back and he says, son, don't hang up. He said, he got the rhyme and he said, you're talking to the greatest of all time. And I said, champ, I'm sorry. I didn't know it was you. And then he says, look, since you hung up on me, you've got to do me a favor. Stay home and go to the University of Louisville because you know I'm a big fan. I would love to see you guys stay home because you know I go to the games and everything. And Turner said that meant a lot. Obviously, as a 17-year-old kid getting a call from Muhammad Ali. So I went to school the next day, and I said to Griff, did you get a call? And he started smiling, and I said, did Muhammad Ali call you? And he said, yeah, he called me too, man. I said, Coach Crum must have had him give us a call because that went a long way with us. Pretty cool story. I love Denny Crum pulling out of the stops. He's like, you know what? If I got Muhammad Ali in my back pocket, I'm not using him for every recruit, but I'm using him for this duo. I would have used him for more recruits. Just every, yeah, if you can. I mean, well, I mean, could we got him hooked up with Elijah? Maybe he wouldn't have taken that extra flight to Houston. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, Maybe, but it especially works with, with Louisville boys, I'm sure. I'm sure it did, yeah. I mean, but still, I mean. But RIP to Bobby Sterner. He was a, a fantastic player. And again, 79, he had a terrific season. I think he was out for the 80 season because of academic issues, which was a shame. That team would have been even better if they'd had him eligible. But um, he was a really, really terrific player. And with your, with your I guess, is it, would it be your cousin? I guess it's first cousin first, once removed. Once removed. It's my dad's first cousin. I never had to actually, like, the, 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 I, I still struggle with I it. I struggle with it, too, as well. So, uh, I, <laughs> it's just the funny thing, because I remember, I think it was, like, the second show we had, your dad called in, and I know it had been like first or second because somebody again I, I referenced the phones were like someone, halfway working. Someone right? was calling in, and it was your dad. And like the, one of the first things he said, he says, I'm, "I'm Mike's dad," and I don't know why he. I don't know if we were talking about something, but he just proceeded to tell me about Denny Doyle and the, and the Doyle family. And I'm, he just like goes into it, and I'm like, "Okay, I didn't know where this is coming from." But it, it probably was, came up. You probably it was just... interesting. I guess we were talking about the Reds or something on the show, maybe. Sure. And uh, but yeah, that's the first I'd heard about. It. I thought it was really cool and. I always think of that when you we talked about. It, I always think about the old Doyles from Sunny. Old Doyle rules. Yeah, no, oh, I no, think it's the old Doyles from Sunny Sunny because it's the brothers. Lots of Doyles out there. Lots of Doyles. I'm thinking about that. This is, that's where my mind goes. So. Yeah, but Bri- I'm sorry about your loss. It's it's fine. Brian was Brian, the other brother, was more of a reserve utility player for his career. Played in the the '74 World Series for the Yankees. I think it was '74 for the Yankees. Whatever the World Series where Reggie Jackson went nuts became Mr. October. Because he would have been the MVP of that World Series had Reggie Jackson not gone nuts. He filled in for Willie Randolph. It was 77, I believe. 77, is that right? It was was the year after the 76 World Series. He filled in for Willie Randolph. I think he hit 420. And he was a lifetime career, like 222 hitter. It was not a a big time. And Brian Doyle will always have the distinction. He was the first answer to a a sports question on Jeopardy. Oh, nice. Yeah, always have that, which is very cool. Do you have the, the YouTube video of that? I don't think so because I don't think it. I don't even know if it was. I just know it was always how a fact. Would you, how would you Google that? Yeah, where would I, you? I don't. Yeah, it was always a fact. You could call up CBS. Excuse me. <laughs> By the way, the, the, the guys from Always Sunny are the McPoyles. 
I thought it was the McDo- I thought they were McDoyles. No, they're the McPoyles. With a P? Yeah, I thought you were wrong when you said that. I was like, that's that doesn't sound I right. I always thought it was McDoyle with a D. No. And they drink milk. Right, and they had they for- get fork stabbed. <laughs> the first Sunday I ever watched um, was uh, Renshaw. That was the show. I gave you credit to Renshaw for getting me hooked on it. I got him the wire. He got me this. And he was like, you got to watch. give and take right He there. said, you got to watch the show. And he put it on. It was the one where Charlie goes to the, the McPoyles, I guess. To talk to him about their accusations against Dennis Haskins, the, the gym teacher. <laughs> and he's like, we just got out of the shower. My brother will be right down. He goes, what? What? what did you say we? <laughs> and I'm, I just was sitting there watching it going, just like Charlie. I'm like, did he say we? <laughs> and I started laughing. It hooked me right there. I was, I was hooked on Sunday until, I, I don't watch, I haven't watched it in like 10 years, but I Same. watched it for a long I think around the, the first three or four years, it was great. I think I dropped out around 2010, 2000, so I guess 11, maybe around the sixth or seventh season, fifth or sixth season, whatever it was. I just, the only thing I remember about starting to watch that show was like Mary and I had first started dating, so this must have been like 08, and she was trying to like take a nap, and she, I was just sitting on the couch, and so she was like resting on my lap, and it was the episode where they do the, the home extreme home makeover. Oh, yeah, with the, 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 the Good morning, Juarez family. And like they're playing the music, and like they're screaming, going, and I'm laughing so hard that I'm, I'm trying to like muffle the laughter so she stays asleep. And finally, she's just like, she's like, there is no way that it's that funny. It's like pretty, she's like, she's funny. pissed off because I've woken her up, and I was just like, I was like, it is. It's hilarious. I'm dying. Obviously, I have, I have a soft spot for the Eagles one, especially when they go try out and. The guy shows up, the same guy that plays uh, Tiger Woods later on. He's McNabb. He's, you're the guy from the Cosby show. No, I'm not. I'm Tom McNabb. <laughs> try, a Mc, try a McGriddle from McDonald's. We're loving it. <laughs> I just got this email since we're doing nonsense here for the last five minutes. These people are the worst people in the world. The the romance scammers, the people who target like widows and single people at the holidays, and they they scam them into giving them money. And I'm, all making this stuff. Some, I'm making some scam emails lately. I get them all the time. I don't get as much as you do, but I, I did, I've got some that have been like they've gotten more creative on my phone too. And I was in the, the subject has been like Emma, or it's been like a, it's been a girl's name, and it'll be like you know I don't even open, I just delete it right away. So guess how much past calendar year? Okay, how much money? Romance scams have cost American citizens in 2022. 3.8 million. 547 million dollars. In in the state of Kentucky alone. Slightly (laughs) off. In the state of Kentucky alone, which is only number 28 in the country when it comes to romance scams. Now, now does OnlyFans paying for an OnlyFans does that count as being a romance scam? No, but it should. (laughs) I I think that's just sad. But you're you're a willing participant there. No judgment. I take the sad back. No judgment on mine. Exactly. Whatever you got to do, got to do. Yeah. I'm not, it's not the season for judging. If it makes you happy and it doesn't hurt anybody, so be it. A lot of free sites, though, people. In the state of Kentucky, there were 227 victims reporting a total loss of $7,386,818. And in this email, it's one of those PR. more guys compared to girls? It's mostly women that get targeted. Really? Apparently. It's, it's you single. think it'd be people like me. It's older single women or widows who get talk- like I, I, Mary has a family friend who had this happen. It's, it's horribly sad. It's, it's just awful. Um, but at the end of this email, it's a PR email. They're like, "Do you want to talk to one of these Nigerian people who are scammed?" I'm like, "No, no, no. like I, don't don't give them any more credit. Don't give them any more attention. This is what they want. It's terrible." Wait a minute. Were they promising like a Nigerian husband or something? No, they do this thing. They're not promising these people anything. Like they, they're making themselves out to be somebody, and then they'll, you know, 
we're, we, I need to come visit you, but I need this. You, you have to wire me this amount of money. I had this horrible, horrible thing happen. And then they, you know, they so push it as like, far as they like can go. So is it like to a new level? Pretty much. It's terrible. It's been happening for a long time. And you'd think that, like, as more time goes on, people would just get wise to it. But I guess because there's so many more different avenues for these people to prey on, on you know, obviously vulnerable people, it's still happening more and more. I mean, $547 million lost to this. I mean, I've gotten to the point where, like, I will, if it seems even semi-suspicious, an email or a text or anything like that, like, I'm just not responding. And if it's somebody who's who is legitimate, like you're gonna have to like respond several more times to like prove it, because they're getting more and more. Like I've gotten one like on Instagram, it'll be like, "Hey, uh, would you mind supporting my new endeavor and all this stuff?" And this will be like, it'll be worded like somebody like a normal person, like and it's somebody who I've followed for a long time or somebody I know personally. And then like I, a couple of times I've been like, "Yeah, sure, don't worry about it. like send me the link." And then it's like, "Oh, cool! It looks like you need to update your profile with like your phone." I'm like, "Okay, no, this is fake. This is but like at first glance I wouldn't know. It's just a it's a wild world out there, Trev." I don't uh, like I was looking to see if I had one on here, but see, I'm really, I just, if it's not a work email, I just delete it. Same. Like if I, I, I if I if I'm scrolling through here and I'm looking, you know, now granted most of the stuff I'm getting is like you know. Babbling and you know peacock and stuff I've ordered from places giving me spam. I still get I still get requests about uh, Pelicans tickets because I went to a Pelicans game during the Sugar Bowl. Right, yeah, I've got a lot of those. In 2013, I went to saw the Pelicans and Hawks play the day before our game. Now, have you ever back in the day, like when the internet was first coming around, have you ever been scammed with something like this? I haven't. My mom has. It happened one time to my, me. My, see, my, unfortunately, my mom is the gullible one to probably be fall for one of these romance scams. Yeah, I mean, because a, a lot of times it's older people. Yeah, just it's, not as haven't didn't grow up with this. But the first, the only time I've ever been scammed in my life, and it was like the internet. We had just gotten a computer. We just gotten the AOL discs. We just gotten online, and I was on AIM. I, I hadn't even like created my own AIM name, so I'm on like my parents' account, the one that we just like, created. And it was one of those, like, I get a te- instant message out of the blue, and it's somebody saying, hey, I'm with AOL. Your account has been hacked. Like, we need your password to get things restored. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like, this has never happened before. I've never seen anything like this. It didn't even cross my mind twice. I'm like, sure, here's the password. And then, bam, we get locked out. This person's, like, posting terrible stuff everywhere, like, doing all like, – and I had no idea. And ever since then, like, anything semi-suspicious, I'm like, nope, nope, not happening. Yeah, the only – my grandmother did a little bit, but she's just too too kind. Of, she did. She fell for one of the. We're gonna do the some yard work for you for this great price. We're gonna start doing it. You pay us now. We'll do half of it, and we'll come back the other half. And of course, they never show back yeah. up. And my you know my grandmother being the sweet soul she was, she was like they just they, if they if they were willing to do this, they needed the money more than I did. Oh, that's and, and that's of course that's just how she was. My mom fell for the. We're gonna send you this check. You cash it, and you keep like a certain amount. Or I can't remember how the scam worked, but it was. Something about cashing checks, and I she did it once, and I didn't know she did it. I'm like, you're not, no. She's like, it's a great deal. You get to keep a hundred bucks. All you gotta do is cash. I'm like, no. <laughs> just here, there's 150. Just throw it away. <laughs> it's a sad world out there. It is. People take it. It's, it's uh, I I don't. I'm. I guess I just don't trust enough people to get scammed. Maybe, and I don't. And you know, hopefully not get hacked by going on certain websites. LimeWire destroyed enough of my computers back in God, the day. No kidding. But uh, yeah, I just it, it does suck. And people, it's just like, come on, man. Just it's, trying it's to download. Fu- it's funny when Damon Wayne's does it in the '90s during Mo Money, but it's not. It's not as funny anymore. All right, we got to break before we do. <laughs> I'm reminding you about our guys over at AirServe. It's about to get insanely cold tonight. If you do have heating Ooh. problems, I hope nobody does. But if you do have a problem where your heat goes out and you're desperate, it's 2 a.m. 
you got small children, you got kids, or you have something with yourself that demands that you need that heat on so you can sleep safely through the night. AirServe, they've got technicians available 24-7. Again, 24-7 means 24-7. If you call this number, 502-264-9662, any hour, any day, someone's going to take that call, and a technician will be available to make it out to your home and fix your problem. The number again, 502-264-9662. You've never needed EMTs for your heating more than you made this weekend, so keep AirServe in mind if something does happen, but hopefully it does not. We'll take a break. When we come back, we've successfully ignored the fact that Louisville's playing a basketball game for the most part in the first hour. We will actually address it and talk about it coming up in hour number two. Cards taking on NC State tonight at 7 o'clock. We'll get into that discussion and then take some text at 502-414-1450. Keep it locked right here on the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 The Big X. Hour number two here of the Thursday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. We got Weinberg out here scaring me a little bit. What's he, what's he doing? He's nervous about this temperature. Marky Mark up to. We got rain going on right now. It's been... Is it raining right now? Slight rain. He says this rain virtually guarantees an impactful flash freeze tonight. Not good. Dun, Not good. Dun, dun. When's the last time we had a good snow? We didn't have one. We didn't have a good big one last year. Didn't know when I don't remember us having like a. I know we had one like around like oh five oh six. I think we had a decent one. Have you seen the picture going around of WLKY? I guess they have, they had this one of those like Doppler images, radar images, where it's like tracking the polar vertex and the way that they did the drew the little circles and the way that the image looks. It looks just like the drawing of Kate Winslet naked from Titanic. It's in, like, the first thing I thought. I like, honestly did not know where you were going with Everybody that. else thought it, too. It was like, like I want you to draw me like one of your French girls, Jay. <laughs> like, when you started that, I mean, I was just, I mean, come on. Who didn't expect you to say penis? No. <laughs> I mean, <that's>... Penis <laughs> is the go-to. It's the, it's the time-tested for. Yeah, that's what I figured. I mean. Bloopers for weathermen, but this was just a straight, it, it's boobs. I want to see that because that's kind well, of. I'll a, show it to you. That's a hard thing to draw, really. It, it, it's impressive. I mean, Jack Jack was an artist. That's why he was able to pull it off. It, it will come right to your mind as it did to so many other people when they saw that image. I was, <laughs> it was one of those where I thought maybe I was going to have to joke first. No, it was already taken by about 75 different Who people. I thought when you went to Titanic, you were going to get some nudity. It was a it was a welcome surprise. It was it was it was because I mean you you don't expect that you thought you'd get some special effects maybe some cool depths and we did when the you know watching people bounce off things as they were falling. It was a nice little olive branch extended to thirteen year old Mike. It was, <laughs> I appreciate it. It was it was it was like a kind of intermission kind of in the middle too. You know it's like you you've suffered through all this mushy stuff and you know Billy Zane being a total total you know a Richard and you know here's here's just Kate Winslet's breasts. Like, thank you. It was nice. 
I appreciate it. <laughs> I also appreciate it. I just got a happy holidays email from DePaul University, the admissions program. I guess I thought you tweet that. I'm yeah. still on that list. I, ju- I just saw it during the break. I'm like, well, yeah, well done, Blue Demons. W- Speaking of DePaul women's basketball team last night, takes care of business. DePaul Day back, for at least on the women's side. Never went, really went away on the women's side. The cards win 81-67 to 67 on the road in Chicago. Never really in doubt. They dominated from start to finish. They've now won five in a row. After that slow start, uh, they were four and four just a few weeks ago. Now they are nine and four, getting ready for ACC play in the best way possible. Go Cards! Go Jeff Walls! Go well, Cards! Well done. <laughs> North Texas's quarterback is thirty years old. I saw that. <laughs> what the hell, man? <laughs> it's just like the plot of the you know, Texas State from Necessary Roughness. That is, he's the only last last. Last armadillo to be alive when the Beatles were together. He's just a big fan of the movie. Just wanted to try and emulate it. All right, tonight uh, we've we've done everything we can to ignore this game, but it's happening. So, Christmas gifts. <laughs> what you get for? What you asking for? This Least year? favorite. Didn't you guys do this yesterday? Least favorite Christmas songs. What? We, we did songs yesterday. We haven't done the gift thing since last year. We haven't done shows. We haven't, we haven't done, done <laughs> specials. We got plenty of material now. Uh, cards taking on NC State on the road. Uh, 7 o'clock on the ACC Network. Louisville's 0-2 in the ACC. NC State actually is 0-2 as well, but they're 10-3 overall. When is, I don't know if you saw this. This is not streaming. If, I don't know if you saw this that I put out, out there earlier today. When do you think the last time Louisville started a season 0-3 in conference play was? Because, spoiler, it has not happened since we joined the ACC. Um, I'll say 98. That is correct. 97-98, which is also the last time that we lost 20, 20 games in a yeah. season, which it seems like we're headed in that direction now. I was surprised. I just said that or 92, the, the year we had the losing record, the first losing record, or 91, whatever year it was. I was surprised that since that 97-98 year, there's only been one other season where we started even 0-2 in conference play, and that was actually just a few years ago, uh, the 2016 team that ended up being good with Damian Lee. We, we had two really tough games to start conference play, and we lost both those. But NC State seems more likely than not that we are going to be uh, headed towards that 0-3 record. The Cards uh. are a 17-and-a-half-point underdog. And I was writing the preview today, and I actually threw out the line. I was like, on paper, this is a nightmare matchup for Louisville. And then I was like, well, I mean, every team is kind of a nightmare <laughs> matchup. But this one especially does not bode well for UofL because NC State is very, very good on offense. They score, they play at a very high pace, fast pace. They, sc- they get a ton of points in transition. A lot of the time because they are one of the best teams in the country when it comes to steals. They're 20th in the country in steals percentage. They're generating steals on 13.3% of their defensive possessions. They've got maybe the best backcourt in the ACC. Traquavian Smith is is tremendous. He's first in the conference in uh, assists and made three-pointers. He's didn't, second in scoring. Didn't he miss last year's game against us? I don't know. Okay, I'm we sure. played him twice. So okay, maybe. Probably I was thinking he both. got hurt in one of them or something, That's, but I could be wrong. I don't think he did. Uh, but he's he's fantastic. The the transfer from Ole Miss, uh, Jarrell Kyler, is also very very good. They've uh, Jarrell uh, Jarkel Joiner, I should say. Joyner, yeah. They've come together. They're the highest scoring backcourt in the ACC. They're the the best backcourt in the ACC when it comes to steals. They're the best backcourt in the conference when it comes to uh, assists. Like they are both very very good. And they also have Casey Morsell, who came over from Virginia, who even when he wasn't scoring a lot of points at Virginia those, those two seasons, always played well against us, which does not portend great things for us tonight now in true nc state fashion they're not great inside at least under kevin keats they their their best post player their starter has been hurt for the last few games and they've relied on dj burns who's a transfer from winthrop to be kind of their new front court guy and he played really well against vanderbilt on saturday had 18 points and nine rebounds 
but he is very much he does kind of remind you of some of the old NC State guys where it's like 6'9", but a big body. He's 275. He's not overly athletic, but he is a physical presence inside. Uh, he'll help out. He'll be a test for for Sidney Curry and for Brent Huntley Hatfield and anybody else. Their leading rebounder is actually a guard, Jack Clark, who's six foot eight. But they are they're guard driven as always. They want to score mm-hmm. in transition. They the dip, the big difference between this NC State team and some of the teams that Keats has had in recent years is they really shoot it well. They are one of the best three-point shooting teams in the country. Uh, Tracraven Smith is fantastic from outside. Uh, Joyner can shoot the three. Casey Morsell is, uh, is I think, fourth in the ACC in three-point percentage at 46.6%. They are going to, to light you up. They don't have much of a bench, but neither do we. So um, they gamble a ton on defense. You can exploit them if you do – if you run your offense successfully, but, like – I, I keep trying to like find ways to avoid saying like, but we don't do any of these things well that you, know, you could have an advantage when it comes to NC State. We need to take care of the ball. That goes without saying. We've got to get back and defend. That goes without saying. It's two things that we have not done well all year. It just it's hard for me to see tonight going well. Are we gonna ask it tonight? It feels that way. Yeah, I mean, I, I was. It, it, <laughs> You know, it's crazy. I think you just came out and said it. Like, I'm dancing around it, and you're <laughs> no, like, no bones about it. No, I mean, it's, it, Smith is going to probably put up 35 on us. I mean, he could easily, unless he just has a completely bad shooting night, which, knock on wood, could happen. But I have a feeling he's just going to slice and dice us, like something you see in an infomercial at 2 in the morning. Uh, it's, it's so weird because, like, literally, was it, when, when was the West, uh, West Virginia game? Was it, like, last, was it last Thursday? It was, was it Wednesday or Thursday last, last Tuesday. Last Tuesday. So it's been over over a week now. This time, like over a week ago. We were having happy shows. I had a confidence that thought we could actually win this game. You did say that. Because I thought we could continue playing at a level, or at least more consistently playing at the level that we played against Western Kentucky. Now, since then, I have been, much like every test I took in middle school, high school, and, and elementary school, was completely wrong and got everything incorrect. A little bit humbled. Yeah, I needed Adam there next to me to fix me, <laughs> fix this for me because, like, I, I, I was wrong. I was utterly wrong. We did not continue to play at that level. We, in fact, took steps backwards from the level we were at when we got into Western. When you look at the A and M game and the Lipscomb game, it's just Lipscomb or whatever. I always pronounce it. I don't care. Screw them. Um, yeah, I just I have no confidence in this game. I, I'm. I'm going into this game on a similar way, and I know I watched it at a different level because I watched all three at the same time, opposed to having days between like you did with Maui. But like I remember watching when I did that, and I watched the Arkansas game first. I thought, you know, like you said, played okay in the first half. Second half, we ran out of gas, yada, 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 whatever, whatever. And I remember looking at Texas Tech next going and thinking, oh, this is going to be a massacre. Like did we, did everything they do well, we let teams do better. I mean, it's just going to be, and it was. It was just... It wasn't even close. That's how I kind of feel about this game going in tonight. Like I have no hope whatsoever. This team, five of their six score top scores are all are, are all transfers from somewhere else last year. Yeah, that's we, how we, it works. We, and by we, the way, they were under an NCAA cloud. Uh, are they the best five transfers? Maybe not. You mentioned Joiner's been playing. Would all of them play for us. Joiner's been playing well. Clark's been playing well. I mean, but there's five. There's five of your six. And we couldn't get one of them, nope. two of them. No, nope. and they got the recruit that we're going after. In and it's the recruit they're going, they're going and he's after. Playing for them right now. Uh, it's 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 a sad state of affairs. I don't look. I don't need anybody. Nobody needs us to tell them that. And the, the sad thing is, you talk about like 
matchups and advantages. I, I, I look at our Ken Palm profile. There's nothing that we do well besides shoot free throws. Nothing. There's no. There's nothing you can look at. We are three hundred. I'm positive about that, though. I do like a good free throw shooting team. This is a team that scored 94 points against Western Kentucky and is still 313th in adjusted offensive efficiency. Again, that's worse than all every team in Division One outside of 50. It's insane to be that bad at a program like Louisville. Defensively, we're at least a little bit better, 172nd. But our profile right now is 253rd. Now we should mention. We are now officially, after last night's events, oh Lord, the lowest-rated power conference team in any of these analytics because California— Yeah, but we got two wins. Then we got one. They're off the schneid, though. They've played everybody closer than we have. No. They're off the schneid. They beat UT Arlington last night by 22 for their first victory. It was a wild night in college basketball because Cal beats UT Arlington by 22 for their first win. UT Arlington was coming off of a road victory over San Francisco— who last night as well beat number 25 Arizona State by 37 and led by as many as 47. College basketball is always making no sense whatsoever. It was just a wild, wild night when you put all those things together. But Cal is off the schneid, 1-12 now, and they are a mighty 241 on Ken Palm, whereas we are down at a lowly 253. Where are we at in terms of what was the other thing we were like second to last in? Overall, the net rankings. Yeah, we there were, we were only ahead of two teams. At, at, at one oh, we're point. like we're like we're like three forty seven now. We're, we're we're clear of like twenty teams at this point. <laughs> the net rankings. We are we are three forty six. The happiness I have to resort to. We are one spot behind St. Francis of Pennsylvania, a one in ten team from the Northeastern Conference. God, I'm, like, I'm like the guy in a bad relationship that's just happy that she opened the door for me. Like, feel like I'm, I'm like I've got a gift from heaven. Hartford's still dead last. Yeah, we're 346 in the net rankings, which is unfathomable. California, where are they in the net? Scroll down, scroll down, scroll down. California 318 after last night. God. So, do you think we're three? Remember, we're 340, though? We're 346. So, that's 30 spots ahead of us? Yeah. Give or take? Yeah. They were 341 last night. They shot up to 318. Can we play UT Arlington? Well, I mean, they beat San Francisco. They probably beat us. It's true. UT Arlington is actually a, a higher-rated team than two of the teams that we already we lost beat, to. You, I don't even know if we beat Houston, Houston Baptist at this point. Houston Baptist is, is second to last. I stand by what I said. <laughs> I still don't know if we beat them. Florida a is 359th. Well, at least we're still ahead of them. Well, we beat them. We should be. Well, it's not necessarily. Are we ahead of Western? Outside of all this. We beat them, but we're not ahead of them. Oh, no. <laughs> Outside of all this, there's plenty of reasons to be confident about tonight's game. Really? We have a winning record against Kevin Keats. Three and two. Well, at least we won't fall below 500 after tonight. We've won seven of the last ten against NC State. It's not streaming. It's on ACC Network. That's that's good. So we'll get, what, Corey Alexander and somebody? I don't think it's it's Dan Bonner and somebody tonight. Mike Jeminski? No, not the, I miss Mike Jeminski. Is <laughs> he not doing games? I haven't seen him this year. Mr. Cardinal used to be. He used to do all of our games. Yeah, he used to I miss the earring. Especially at the holidays, especially always, this time of the year. I can. I will always picture Mike Jaminski on his 1989 hoops card for the Hornets. Mike Corey and Dan Bonner tonight. Who? Mike Corey. I don't know who that is. Well, that's used to hearing that this year. <laughs> They're not sending the A team out for cards games this year. I mean, they did pull out. Who was it? They pulled out of retirement for our game this year. Uh, the coach. They're oh, just, Mike Jarvis. No, Mike, no, no Mike uh, the coach at Tulane. Yeah, Percy Clark. Uh, Perry, Perry Clark. Clark. Perry Clark. Yeah, like I, th- 
Like, I don't be mean, but I thought he died like five years ago. Like, I'm, I'm like, who's this guy on my TV? And it turned out it's Perry Clark. Perry Clark. I was, I was, first five minutes of the game, I was just excited he was alive. Do some Bobby Lutz calling games this year. <laughs> I mean, where's, <laughs> they were, I mean, where do you do? Like, Little Kremens on a Tuesday night. This is burp. They're like, send, send Perry Clark to Louisville. I'd love that. Perry Clark retired. I just, you know, we're not giving, we're not going to give this job to somebody good. I'd love to have Bobby Kremens calling games. <laughs> Why not? Uh, I would take that. God, NC State. This is the other thing that is is weird. NC State. It's not like they've been terrible the last couple of years. Now, Kevin Keats is very much on the hot seat. If he if he doesn't take this team to the NCAA tournament this year, I would be willing to bet a healthy chunk of money that he's going I'm to get fired. I'm amazed they've hung on this long. Too, but they honest. have lost ten of their last eleven ACC home games, and the weird thing about their profile right now is. Their non-conference portion was was very good. They're 10-1 in the non-conference portion of the season. Their only loss was a competitive one to Kansas. I think they lost by six. Uh, they've got a couple of good wins. They beat Butler on a neutral. They beat Dayton, which looks looked better at the time than it does now on a neutral floor. But they're 0-2 in the ACC. An acceptable loss on the road to Miami for sure, but a home loss to Pitt that was uh, pretty ugly. They are like every reaction that you see from an NC State fan about this game tonight is all the same thing. It's like, don't bleep around. Just, just don't let these guys hang around with you. We know we've seen NC State athletics. We've we've seen the song and dance. This is the type of game that NC State somehow finds a way to lose, and like it tanks the entire season. Just take care of business. Beat these guys down. Don't make it weird. Like they are very much in the like Louisville football under Scott Satterfield mindset, where it's like we've seen this before. Don't 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 even think about doing this. Louisville's I mean, terrible. Win the way you're supposed to. I mean, honestly, if you're NC State, you could probably bleep around a little bit and still win. Well, yeah, but you you don't want to. I mean, you probably could still win and cover them while you're bleeping around a little bit. Maybe we have a Western Kentucky night. You never know. Uh, yeah, I kind of do. It's not, I don't think it's going to. I mean, at least we got Western at home. I mean, what, what have you shown? What have we shown any any of any any away from the Yum Center performances that would make you think that this night could be any different than Maui or Tallahassee? Or we only trailed Cincinnati by one at the half. There it is. <laughs> And played Arkansas relatively closely in the first half. It's going to be like on our highlight tape of the year. We played Arkansas really close the first half. Of they tried You've for 20 minutes. You've been hanging on to that for a month now. They tried for 20 <laughs> minutes against Arkansas. It was the high point of the season. We were like, dude, they're they're like trying. They're playing hard. This is great. And then it just stopped. I mean, you, you, you are working harder to find positive things in the season than the team has worked hard on the court. Are you saying that about me? Yeah. You are the only person here locally that believes that statement. <laughs> <laughs> I have not heard a whole lot of that from anybody besides you. I mean, you're working hard to find the positive things. I'm making jokes. <laughs> That's a very different thing. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. I think you're being Jan. Your power of positivity, my man. Nah, Jan disagrees. Texas says Isaiah Moran is going to put his... Oh, come on. Come Can't say that. <laughs> I wonder where that sentence was going. Texas said, I just turned you guys on, but I wanted to know if you saw or discussed Kristen Carr going off for approximately 17 points and 17 rebounds last night. I think she had 22. Uh, what a hoot to watch. The shortest person on the floor grabbed 17 rebounds. That is just crazy. I implore any Cards fans to get out and see the Cards in person. They are fun to watch, and they give max effort. It was great. I, I caught a solid chunk of the game last night. Um, she was terrific. What did and one of our players do? She had, what? Kristen Carr had 22 points and 17 rebounds, and nice. she's like, yeah, she. I, well, I don't even know what she's listed as. She looks like she's like five one out there. She's tiny. <laughs> I mean, that's that's not that short in women's basketball, though. It's, I guess nowadays it's. Well, it yeah, is, I mean, yeah. it's still it's still like a foot shorter than you're talking. She's listed that's at true. five five, but she is she is small. 
Um, but she was fantastic last night. She was a superstar, and they pretty much led to Paul from start to finish. I saw the final. I didn't get a chance to watch much of the game. Texas says uh, Burns makes Sidney Curry look in shape. Yeah, Burns is he's 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 not in great shape, but he's good. Texas, Mike, are you taking the cards plus seventeen and a half tonight? I am not. Are you taking NC State minus seventeen? I'm not taking anybody. But if I were, I'd probably be taking NC State. What's the, I would maybe look at the over under. I don't want to take the line on this one. I don't trust Louisville enough for an over under bet because if we get down big, that's early, what I'm saying. If it's, we a, are if it's a big over, if it's a big one, I'll take the under on it because I know that, that Louisville's not going to pick up their side of the slack. Texas, Mike, Mike, Mike. It's aim like aiming a bit. Oh, I always just said AIM. Uh, it says, in the spirit of Christmas, if you all want, I can gift a case of an awesome energy drink to the Jeffersonville studio. You can even share it with a roll call crew. Trevor will curse Mountain Dew after sampling this. Well, I appreciate that. That's very nice. I'm a mellow yellow guy, first of all. And I have no problem with energy drinks. I hated. I don't like Red Bull, though. I can't do them anymore with the, the hard I, stuff. I, the only time I ever drank Red Bull was this girl I hung out with at Western. She liked Red Bull and vodka, and I would drink it sometimes that way. They always under, I never understood why you drink it, like, mix a... Seems like an oxymoron to mix an energy drink with something that's supposed to t- tire you down. I like Ripple Walker. It was good. It Back was tasty. In the day. Yeah. I used to, the first year I covered the NCAA tournament, like that whole month, I was just doing the the five hour energy and like energy drinks, and it was just like the I, I Those things, that's probably why yeah. I have heart problems now. It's they're terrible for you. I had to. This might come as a shock to you, but like when I I don't know if you remember Wrenchy had a TV show at one point, and we had we Wrenchy had a live show from eleven to midnight, and then uh, Ragon and and uh, Pageant did the morning show from like six to eight, both on television. This is around 2010, I want to say. And so I was doing the morning show. Someone else was, or the at night show. Someone else was doing the morning, and then something came around where I had to do both shows by myself, nonetheless. And so I'd be I'd be at Renshaw's show till like one in the morning, and then had to be back at like six a.m. to do the the Dave and Scott show. And I was just, I mean, I was taking, I was shooting those five-hour new drinks, like, like shots. It's I mean, so bad for you. I would drink six, seven, eight of them in, a, in an hour. And I would get me all hyped and pumped. And as soon as they wear off, I'm just like, boom, yeah. gone. The crash was insane. I'd get home. I'd be by noon. I'd be asleep. And I wouldn't wake up until it's time to go to Renshaw's show again, <laughs> which is like 10 o'clock at night. It's, it was it was hard. Speaking of TV on the WBNA, uh, you know, I, I suit the, the, we do the commercials every month, every, mm-hmm. every Monday, I should say. I've never actually seen one with my own eyes. Are good. Our babysitter went back. She's from Springfield, Mary's hometown too. She went back home for the holidays, and so last night she's texted me and Mary, and she's it's like a picture of me. From like, she's like, my dad was like, don't you know him? They think it's so cool, that, you know. She's like, <laughs> she's like, my dad just like he's one of those dads who just like flips through the channels constantly, and never actually watches anything, and he just like saw it and left it there, and I was like. I've still never seen one of these before. Well, you don't I'm watch glad it. to know that they you exist. You don't watch enough OVW wrestling. I guess that's what it was. That's where I always see it. I think I told you the last one, a little inside baseball for those. I have the the, the card you gave me for Virginia's birthday. Uh-huh. And like the last time you cut a commercial for them in the studio I'm in. You can see the card. You can see the card. Virginia's <laughs> right there next to you. And the angle that, that, that Jay was filming it in. She's right there saying the big card says thank you and her with her cake. And was, we did this one at the, uh, <laughs> the TV studio because I was there for the Al Snow thing. Yeah. Which, by the way. If you want a good laugh, please watch that. It's apparently airing right after midnight on New Year's That's Eve. That's great. If you're just like completely pissed drunk or on on anything else and you want to see something funny, watch me. They gave me no, no instruction about how to start it. So I'm just like, welcome in. It's happy 2023. We're here with Al Snow. I was like, I was like I've got... I was, like, I was like, do I need to pump anything? Do I need to be like promoting? They're like, not really. Just talk about Al. I'm like, okay, let's do this. I can't wait to find out what this label on the DVR is and record it. I know. It's like... 
What's that going to show in the Fireside guidance? Fireside chat like, with Al Snow. One-on-one with Al. <laughs> one-on-one with Al. Tiger said Trevor did not drink eight five-hour energies in an hour ever. That was oh, it's impossible. No, Actually, I don't I believe I don't believe that at all. I mean, maybe not eight. I would take at least three or four at a time. That's just beyond awful for you. Because I, I would just shoot the whole thing, and then I'm chasing it with Mountain Dew. I had to stay awake. You know, hard, not to mention I was the only one that you ever, you ever, well, I don't know if you worked behind the scenes at a television show. Like, usually you have somebody directing, answering phones, doing graphics. I'm literally a chicken in my head cough running around doing every all the jobs by myself. And then I'd get all kind of loopy, and I'd start having fun with Dave, like writing like little messages on his lower third, not telling him about it. I'm sure he loved that. Oh yeah, like one time I, you know, has never beaten his wife in one on one. Terry says this is killing me. What was the name of the type of snowstorm that we were getting that afternoon on the radio show a few months ago? Squall. Squall. Squall yeah. It was when I had COVID the last time. Well, two times ago. Every time I hear Squall now, I think of the show. I we we were watching It's a Wonderful Life the other night, and their uh, Uncle Billy at one point is talking about the. The Bailey father is getting into it with Mr. Potter, and he's like, oh, it's shaping up. To, it's a squall in there. And I was like, hey, there it is. Squall. They said it during the Fenway Bowl. And I was like, ah, ah. I, I think they did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every time I hear that, it, it's Because it rained, it rained for a brief moment, and the, the announcer goes, it's kind of just a short squall. And I'm like, ah. I'm like Peter when you hear it's a movie theater. He hears the name of the movie and the, and the, and the yeah, dialogue. Ah, 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 there it is. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, more of your text, 502-414-1450. We have a little bit of football stuff to get to today uh, as well. DeAndre Moore potential update out there and we can talk more about some other guys that are on in the eye of jeff brom keep it locked right here it's the mike rutherford show on The fact that you keep bringing up the artist first leads me to believe that it's something to do with the singers more so than like the songs themselves. When the Levy Breaks by Led Zeppelin. And then Tom Petty Breakdown. And you like how I reversed it right there with the artist and song name? Yeah, I know. (laughs) Well, there's break in the title of all these songs. Uh Is this because Christmas Break's coming up? No, it's because we're going to break that streak tonight and we're going to beat NC State. Or our spirits are going to be broken, one of the two. I mean, you're the guy who's just Talking about how we're going to lose by 40. Yeah, well, when I came up with the idea last night, I was a lot higher. <laughs> <laughs> Full disclosure, a lot more weed in me, a lot more confidence. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. Did you see that uh, Todd McShay, he's out with his uh, first mock draft for 2023. and Can we mock it? We can, if you want to. 
the only reason why maybe we shouldn't do that is because last year he put this out basically the exact same time. And out of his top 10 picks, five of them did wind up being top 10 picks in the draft. So no, that's pretty not, impressive. I mean, it's 50%. I mean, it's Still not pretty good to do. I mean, six months ahead of time or five months ahead of time. I, I'm impressed. Yeah. Drafts are tough to forecast. I mean, they're, they're impossible to forecast. If you get half of top 10 picks right five months before it actually happens, that's, I think that's pretty good. I'm mildly impressed, but not, not – Well, nothing impressive. Nothing, nothing that moves me. He's got the Houston, Texas selecting Bryce Young the Alabama quarterback, number one overall. Okay. He's got Seattle with the second pick. C.J. Stroud. Taking Jalen Carter, the defensive tackle oh, wow. from Georgia. Okay. okay. He's got the Bears taking Will Anderson, the linebacker from Alabama. That would be smart. He's got the Lions taking C.J. Stroud, the quarterback from Ohio State. Interesting. He's got your Eagles. Miles Murphy. Taking Bijan Robinson, the running back out of Texas. <laughs> That's why I can tell you right now. You got one wrong right there. He's got the Falcons taking happen. Will Levis. Quarterback from Kentucky. That's possible. He's got the Colts taking Peter Skrinowski, the offensive tackle from Northwestern. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a tackle guard. He's probably going to play guard. Raiders taking Tyree Wilson, defensive end from Texas Tech. Yeah, he's been moving. He's been a uh, moving up the charts this year. Steelers taking Paris Johnson from Ohio State, offensive tackle. It's a bad pick. And then the Arizona Cardinals taking Brian Brisset, the Clemson defensive tackle. Uh. He's going to get at least four of those right. Maybe five. Yeah, because the first three picks are, are gimmies. You know Carter and Anderson and probably a quarterback, whether it be Stroud or Young, are going to be your top three picks. Or Levis. He's also got the Florida quarterback, Anthony Richardson, going 11th overall, which just blows my mind. People love him. I don't know. I mean, again, I, I, everyone's hesitant to say, like, Anything bad about quarterbacks after everybody trashed Josh Allen and he wound up becoming like the third or fourth best quarterback in the NFL right now, if not better. But Richardson, just watching him play, like the dude overthrew everybody. His stats were abysmal. I get that he's got a big arm, but he's not like, like he's not huge. I mean, he's he's six four. He's got good size. He's not like Josh Allen big. But like what wh- what are we looking at here? At some point, like completing passes has to at least come into the equation like a little bit, right? Not really. No? No. I, I mean, so. I'll be. I'll say this right now on the record. I think he's got, I mean, like I said, he's he's got Carter. He's got Anderson. One, two of his quarterbacks are definitely right. Uh, I mean, I, he's probably got at least five of those right, yeah. You think so? Now, I'll tell you what he's completely off on. He clearly has no idea who Howie, Howie Roseman is and our Philadelphia Eagles because they're not taking a corner back in number five. That's just, he's so far off from that. I mean, I could fit into a small shirt before he gets correct on that. What are you gonna do about it if you're wrong? I'm not wrong. I I will bet you a hundred dollars right now we don't take a running back at number five. Now this it's a luxury <laughs> pick for them. It is because they got this pick from the Saints. And there's so much other things they would the tackle from Northwestern would be a more of a possibility because he can play guard or tackle. Uh, they're probably more likely going to go defensive end, defensive line. I would put dollars of donuts as a defensive lineman they end up taking. So the Eagles right now have the best record in the NFL, and this has them projected to have a top five pick. Would you care to venture a guess as to the last time a team played in the Super Bowl and had a top five top five pick in that year's NFL draft? There might have been one before it, but my mind automatically goes to Desmond Howard, Washington Redskins. That's correct. Yeah. Nailed it. Your that's, draft knowledge is, is legit. That's that was. I, I was going to say if it happened, but since then I don't remember. But that automatically is the one that pops in my head. Do you remember what pick he was? Uh, he was fourth, I believe. Fourth right? is correct. Yeah. Nailed it. That was the ninety. 
one draft? 92. 92, so that would have been – was that the back-to-back Colts picks, or was that 91? No idea. That would have been – I want to say that was the uh, Steve Bettman, uh, Quentin Corriette, Colts had back-to-back picks. Now, this is how he justifies it. Garrison Hurst, I think, went third. He says, I know the it's too early for a running back arguments are coming, and I agree 99% of the time, but why spend heavily on re-signing Sanders or bringing in another back in free agency when Robinson, who's an upgrade, is available here on a rookie deal? That's He uh, he has no idea who he's talking about then. Because the, we the Eagles have not used a first-round pick on a running back, I want to say, since 1983. Well, they've got two now. Maybe they get a little bit loose. And we used we used the second round pick on Sanders. We're not no, they're not taking a running back to win there. It's not happening. Would you eat another salad if you're wrong again? Yeah, I'll eat. The whole oh, thing. salad bet. I'll eat the whole thing. I'll eat the whole thing. I swear, to ha- right now, I eat an entire salad. Save that date, December twenty second. The Eagles use a running pick a running back in the top five. December twenty second. Did you watch the video from the, the the Washington? What are they? Commanders again? Is it Commanders or Guardians? I always get, they're they're the Commanders. I don't know. Yeah. The watch the video. I, I can't say what I call them on, on, on normally. The video of them announcing it was actually a really cool video, telling the Pro Bowl I picks did, yeah. that they. And it was the 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 Reeves kid who's been. I, I did not know who he was before I watched the I video, but apparently he's been the final cut all four years that he'd been in the NFL. Was the classic like if you look at his professional history, it's like one of those signed to the practice squad, waved, yeah. signed to the practice squad like every other week for like the last three years. His mom passed away last Thanksgiving. And this year, his first year as like a active participant on an NFL roster, he winds up becoming a Pro Bowler on special teams, and uh, it was cool to see him cry. But it was more cool to see the way that his teammates reacted. I thought that was really awesome. Um, it was. I, I went in there being kind of like cynical. I'm like, eh, there's no way it's that good. But I'm seeing everybody tweet about, it. okay, I'll give it a shot. And sure enough, at the end, I'm like, Phew. I was the same way, choking me up a little, a little bit. bit too as well. I, I, I was with you. Now, the Eagle fan in me found it comical that, one, the Eagles led the way with eight Pro Bowlers, and Washington's two Pro Bowlers are a special team and punter. So, I mean, it's kind of made me giggle a little bit. I guess they had one defensive lineman, Josh uh, Jonathan Allen, made it too. But, uh, yeah, that was, I was like, it's the punter and the special teams guy. Well, they had four total, right? I think they only had three. They had four. They, the only, they only had three in the video. No, they had four in the video. Well, who's the fourth? The second guy was the – I don't even know who the name is, but he's – because he mentions all four by name. The oh. second guy comes in, and he's like, he he knew what was happening already. That was probably Jonathan Allen, because he's good. He's one of the best defensive No, it was, the, it was the other guy. His name Tress I can't Way? I, I can't remember. That's the punter. That was the guy who stayed in the room with him. Yeah. that was. I that, knew that, but it was, yeah. it, it was it's the third. It's the second guy who's on the uh, – Jonathan Allen, Tress Way, Jeremy Reeves, Terry McLaurin, the, the wide receiver. Oh, player. Scary yeah. Terry. Okay, yeah. yeah. I, didn't, I didn't see him come in there. Yeah. Okay. Well, good for Washington. But you're still just crapping on them. I mean, it's just, it's, I mean, they have half our Pro Bowlers, which is why they have half our win total. The Pro Bowl's so bad. I, actually, the they, Pro Bowl's so bad. This is a, it's terrible. Nothing, bro, bragging on someone's success, like if you're trying to argue someone for the Hall of Fame, never use, never, never come to me with all-star game and Pro Bowl selections because they're totally po- – now, if you want you want to brag, use all-pro. That's the that's the real – That's, that's the real the thing. Which the Pro Bowl's going to become – because basically, there's no game anymore. They're, well, they're going to do skills competitions from this point forward, which is long overdue. Plus, I mean, you've got guys getting Pro Bowl selections. You know, for example, the Eagles have eight of them. No, those eight guys will play because of the situation if we and go to then, Super Bowl. So eight more yeah. go, but they're all. But that that's considered sixteen Pro Bowlers. Which is why they they announced now, like in the Commanders' official release, they have like their alternates are named because they know eventually they're going to be named full time Pro Bowlers. Yeah. So like so. if you have a guy who's like a, the seventh alternate, 
solid chance he's going to be a Pro Bowler. So nothing cracks me up when someone's trying to argue like a Hall of Fame stat to me or something. They're like, he went to nine Pro Bowls. I'm like, I don't care about that. The All-Star game, also, I think it's really weird, too, and I know we're just getting off on all sorts of tangents, but whatever. You want to talk about the MRC State game? I think it's really weird that, like, along the same lines, when you talk about baseball Hall of Famers and resumes and stuff, All-Star gets brought up all the time, which is a, like, what do you say, like, I was a really good first half of a season player? I know. Because you think, like, you know. Or the fact that you're guaranteed one per team. Yeah, you think, like, it's same with NBA. Like, you think, like, the bigger deal would be, all NBA or all MLB or, you know, whatever comes off of the afterwards. But you have a huge hole in your hoodie. I'm just not noticing that. Yeah. Gleesy ate that. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, so when she's a puppy, she liked to grab a hold of stuff, yeah. But it is weird that we, like, honor, it's like, cool. I had 17 times where I was the a really good player in the first half of the season. It's just a weird, it's a, <laughs> I was when thinking, you list it like that, it's a weird accomplishment. I was thinking the Reds pitcher, was, was his name Jack Armstrong or something? I think I it was, the, he was, he started for the All-Star game. I, think, I want to say it was the year the Reds went to, the year after their World Series run. And he was this all-star starter. And I think he started the all-star game. He was the best pitcher in the first half. And then he didn't like win a game the rest of the regular That's season. That's what I'm saying. And it was out of the league in like two years. But when you see like a, somebody's a, a player's Wikipedia page, you're drawn more to all-star yeah. than like all-pro. What would be the base? Which it should be the opposite. Like football, like you, you can ignore pro bowl and go to all-pro basketball. You ignore all-star and go to all-NBA. All all what is baseball's equivalent? Because they don't do like an all I mean, you can't be Gold Glove because that gets no. That gets less respect in All Star games. Deservedly so. Um, they have well, they, they do now. They they have all MLB teams. Do they have? Okay. They just started doing it in 2019. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Makes sense. But yeah, you have a small, limited sample size for that. But I mean, yeah, the the fact is that the first half is yeah does kind of. It's just silly. It is but silly. Plus, I mean, what silly. if you're a guy that's that played for a bad team for ten years straight? Like, we well, went to 10 All-Star games because he's, like, the only representative from said team. I mean, because you have to have a re- – you right. have to have a representative. The whole thing's silly, but – Yeah. Maybe. I think All-Star just – Is that your phone, I heard? No. Oh, they're the- All-Star just sounds cooler. It does sound cooler. I don't know. All-Pro sounds better than all- Pro Bowl, though, doesn't it? Mm, yeah. you're saying – so. you have to wear all in there, I guess. Because, well, like, with All-Stars, yeah. Texas Trevor's been eating salads so that small shirt could be on the horizon soon. <laughs> Text that I'm just tuning in. Has anyone mentioned Rick Pitino wearing a Hawaiian shirt in the Iona, Iona game right now? Did he? I did not. Is they're he? playing right now. I had no idea he was wearing. They're playing in the Diamond Head Classic, uh, which is the. It's always the championship game member is always like Christmas Day. I had no idea that he would. Rick didn't strike me as a guy that would be wearing a Hawaiian shirt for that event. He doesn't dress down too often, does he? They are currently. It's the Quinn Slazinski versus Samuel Williamson Bowl. Uh, Iona currently leads SMU 66-65 with 740 to play in the second half. We could turn it on, but we don't get ESPNU here. (laughs) Three channels on this TV. Just air it out. Air out all the grievances. Uh, It's it's not the festivist yet, is it? No, it's tomorrow. (laughs) Slazinski, by the way, has six points and four rebounds. Samuel Williamson has seven points, six rebounds, and seven turnovers. He would fit right in with this year's team. Uh, (laughs) And three steals. Good Lord, SMU's, they've got, they have 19 turnovers right now with seven minutes to go in the game, and they have three of their starters have four or more, seven, four, and five. They w- Could we beat SMU? Begs the question right now. I can't confidently say we'll beat anybody. I can't either. 
But I won't even. I won't, I won't even put confidence on Houston Baptist. And they're the second worst team in the. The best league. I can say is me. Well, I, I did guarantee a win over Florida A&M, so maybe I am the more you positive did. of us. You did. You did. And I was right. Texas says Trevor cannot eat another salad because he did not eat a a salad first. Okay, I ate a salad. People are gonna hold this over your head forever. They can hold it all they want, and they're gonna arms gonna get tired from holding it for no reason because I I I ate a salad. I ate enough. I ate like three bites of it. That's enough. It's not eating a salad. Now I will eat the whole thing, and I, this is how confident I know this is never gonna happen. The Eagles are not taking a running back in the top five. I guarantee. I will. I one hundred percent. Texture says. Best mob movie. Wow, people just really do not want to talk about basketball. <laughs> he says The Departed, Casino, Goodfellas, then The Godfather. Casino's not does not belong in there with those other four. You know, it's, I don't think I've really watched Casino all the way through. It's not great. I don't, I, I, sh- I shouldn't say that. I don't think it's great. Well, I mean, I can say the same thing about Godfather, which I will. I like The Godfather a lot. It would be last. Goodfellas like is Goodfellas probably number one to me. Lot. Yeah. I like um, I like Departed, but it's I don't know. It felt like it got kind of like we, we both have the same issue. Yeah. Well, one Jack Nicholson's accent going in and out was annoying. The rat at the, the end rat just the completely end just yeah. ruins a lot. And I don't know. It just felt like it got kind of overhyped a little bit. Like everyone's so loving it. It's like at some point you want to pull it back a little bit. I liked it. I'm with you. I, I don't think it's the greatest movie of all time. No. I like one of my favorite movies ever. is called Once Upon a Time in America. I think it's probably my favorite mob movie as well. It's between that and Goodfellas. I'm I'm with you in that I really, really like Goodfellas. What's the one um Bronx Tale? One I, I like Bronx Tale a lot too. What's uh where he gives the advice to the kid about the door mm-hmm. and everything and she the gave him one of the great ones. Yes, yeah, that that's that's an underrated one too. I think so too. So it was named Sonny because the guy the, the main guy is the one who wrote it and directed it. I thought De Niro wrote and directed it. No, the guy who plays the main the guy the Sonny guy. Because I thought it was, I thought it was his directorial debut. Yeah, he, uh, he, no, he. It was actually, uh, it was written about his life, and he used to use it as a one man play, and he turned it into a movie. Yeah, De Niro's the director of that movie. Oh, maybe he just wrote it then. Yeah, it's the, it's the first movie that he ever directed. Well, who wrote the movie then? That was the. No idea. Okay. It's the guy who played the main character. I thought he directed it and wrote. He it. did. Chaz uh, Palminteri. Yeah, was the writer. So okay, I thought he co-writer. I, I stand corrected. Okay, I thought he did both. I'm sorry. Uh, Texture says five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Trevor did not eat a salad. He gagged over a piece of lettuce. This dude's a bum. You're a bum, and I didn't. I got something you can eat. I I, I, <laughs> I, took, I took enough bites. Okay. Texture says I just wanted to say Merry Christmas and wish you both safe travels tonight. Thank you. Well, thank I don't you. think either one of us are traveling. Well, I guess leaving here. I, I, they so, are saying stay off the road. A part of me really did was that was going to be and Trevor sucks. <laughs> That's what I really thought you were going to say. I felt like, like you remember the old Adam Sandler uh, Tollbooth Willie skit. No, you remember that one? Uh-uh. Oh, you remember? Oh, it's such a great skit, and everybody's making fun of Tollbooth Willie and finds crooks up, and she's all nice to him, and she ends it with like, "And you're a really pos." <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like, well, "I hate you too." <laughs> Texas says, "How much would you pay to have Rick walk out of the tunnel in an all-white suit tonight for us?" I mean, a decent amount. <laughs> as much as I could afford. <laughs> I will. I don't know how much you have to. I don't know. I mean, I feel like Homer when he tried to give blood, and he's like, "It's you can give you can give eight pints because all you gotta do is keep the brain wet with beer, <laughs> you'll be okay." Like I'll give nine pints of blood. Is how much that equals out to? Texas to further the attempt to not talk about basketball. Is there a difference between traditional Thanksgiving dinners and traditional Christmas dinners? Well, it depends on your part. Like we do Christmas, I think there's more room for for movement. In yeah, there's things. A lot of people say turkey on Christmas, but I like, we've uh, never had turkey on Christmas Eve like or Christmas ham. Day. Ham is more of a Christmas Day yeah. thing. 
But like we do like a tenderloin on Christmas Eve at my my uh, we used to do it at my grandma's. Now we do it at my okay. parents' house. Um, we also always and it's like a we do like those crackers. It's an English thing. Like you, you pop them open. You have a little hats. Yeah. You have little games inside. We always do that. But like we eat totally different food on Christmas than we do on Thanksgiving. I felt Christmas was always kind of also like finger food type thing. For Thanksgiving, you got the whole plate. I mean, you got you know helpings of macaroni and cheese and Thanksgiving is definitely more gluttonous. Yeah, we're, and we're Christmas. I mean, this is my house, but like, and I'm speaking during grandmother days because since grandmother's passing, my Christmas meals are like Waffle House and Chinese. Okay, that's that's what I'm known for for mm-hmm. Christmas now. But like with her, it was like it was you had ham. It was always like the little ham sandwiches, like on the little pieces of bread, like the little buns. Yeah, we have those. Yeah, it was all finger stuff, like cheese, loose cheeses and crackers, and. I felt like there was not like anything you would like sit down and have a meal like you do Thanksgiving. It was a different type of, of thing. And you're right. I think some people do turkey, some do ham. We were a ham family. We would get the best uh, Christmas Eve. We would get the best of both worlds because we would go to my aunt's, and ha- she would have like finger foods scattered around, which was great, like little appetizer stuff. And then we would go to my grandma's and have like a full sit down dinner, which was always nice too. And I did. Kind of, I said Thanksgiving's more gluttonous, but I would definitely be fat as hell leaving on Christmas Eve. I do miss uh, Grandma Marge from Lexington. She was the, the the one that would always bring the country. For when I was a young, when I was really young, I thought country ham was disgusting. Oh, I love country ham. And I don't remember what age I finally like sucked it up and ate a bite of it, and I was hooked. I mean, it was like. This is great. Like, I never knew about it until I started dating Mary. Like her family always has it down there. Like I never, I only had. It's almost had, like a dessert because the, the salt. I mean, it's so thin. Good. It's salty. It's great. Like I'd only had like, and I don't, I don't like like the ham that the other kind of ham that's like too thick and like it's kind of fatty. Yeah, I'm not a big. Thing it's not my favorite. Uh, Texas Chinese food for Christmas. Now we always do. We'll, we'll do this tomorrow night. Like, every year since I've been alive, we've done Christmas Eve Eve the 23rd. We've done Chinese. Okay. Because. You know, growing up, my my I have ha- two my two older brothers are half brothers, so they would have to split time on Christmas between you know, with my dad and their mom, and so we we always we wanted to go out and do a dinner before we got into the whole big Christmas festivities. And the only place that you always knew was going to be open on the twenty third was Chinese, and we kind of turned that into a thing. And since we've gotten older, now my brother Oliver's got three boys that are all in high school. When they started becoming of age, and it was just too tough to get like a a big table with three young kids. We started just getting takeout and going over to my parents' house and doing it there. But it was always a fun night. But we've always, my entire life, on the 23rd, we've had Chinese. I had a stretch where I did Waffle House. I used to live behind the Waffle House for three years. So I'd walk over there and get Christmas dinner, lunch, or whatever. Uh, the one on, Hurst, on Hikes Lane area, not far from here. Uh, but, yeah, mostly it's, a lot of times we would do, we would go to a movie and get Chinese food. on Me and my mom and whoever she was dating at the time or whatever. Yeah. And it's kind of tough because when we would do when I was a kid, we do that like we were ever always the only one ever at the movie theaters. Now it's become so trendy like you can't go to a movie on Christmas Day now. Yeah, every, a lot of people do. Everyone it. does yeah. it now. I'm not trying to act like I'm something like ahead of the curve or anything. Because I remember going to see like we talked about this the other day, going to see The Good Son on Christmas. I went so loud on Christmas <laughs> Day. Like that was we'd go like J Town Four, Village Eight, and that's where we end up going usually every year. There's never anybody there other than us and. Now it's just become over the years, just become just so trendy to do. We used to always like Christmas was always kind of the. Did you ever work on a Thanksgiving and Christmas day? No, like I you you never worked a video story. I had to work a video. Well, Thanksgiving, video I, I I had to like write about like basketball oh, when well, we played on those games. I mean, I had to do it, uh, but no, I've never had it. Work, work working on Thanksgiving. I know that's been passed, but working Thanksgiving and Christmas day kind of sucks when you worked at video stores. Like oh, I'm day. sure. I remember going to like video like well, the first time I got a PlayStation, yeah. I had to go like. My parents didn't know how it worked. I didn't know how it worked. I didn't realize you had to have, like, memory cards. So I went to, like, a Blockbuster and got those. But, I mean, I remember, like, Christmas was always the most laid-back day. I was, like, like, 
where we were going places on Christmas Eve Eve. We're going places on Christmas Eve. Christmas Day, like, we opened presents, then everybody came to us, which was awesome. Like, my yeah. grandma and aunt would come over. But, like, we just got to relax. And, like, we you play with your toys the rest of the day. We'd watch a movie at home. It was just it was so awesome. It was great. One of my, I don't want to say favorite gifts, but it was like, it was an old tradition until I was probably about 12 years old, which would explain the way I look now. But I the, the giant tub of popcorn, the three the three flavored popcorns with oh, yeah. cheese, caramel, and butter, I think. I'd get that, whatever favorite video game was. I, I think I remember getting that one year and getting the Tecmo Bowl back in 88. And just, I mean, that was just, just heaven. But t- doesn't get much better than that. Like the Ohio Valley players said, this is, must be what heaven's like. Texas, you're blowing my mind. I had no idea that Gentiles got down on Chinese food during Christmas, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> on, on the 23rd, though. <laughs> Texas says, you don't like thick ham. I love sticking my... Mm-hmm. Like how thick you like honey baked ham, right? No, really. I, mean, I don't hate it, but it's just not my favorite. I like country ham a lot. I do not like the thick, like honey baked ham. Like I prefer the my slices cut thinner, but I'll take the. the I mean, and I love I love I love country ham too, as I said. But I mean, regular ham is still still better to me. I disagree. Um, Texas, can we debate uh, plumber? Versus, yeah, we, I read these stats yesterday. The, 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 his stats against Pac-12 last year. He, he threw the ball a lot. He was fine. Um, we'll see what happens. Now that there's a whole big Devin Leary versus Jack Plummer debate going on between Louisville and Kentucky fans, we've got we've got a full year to get there. I know that neither one of us want to talk about basketball right now. You guys have more of a right to than we do, but we don't need to. I mean, I can, we can, you can debate. I mean, I'll say right now, I think Leary's a better quarterback, but doesn't mean he's going to have a better team. I think it's, that, that's that's fair. I, mean, that, yeah. I think that's the way to put it. I think both. I think, it, but I do. It would just scare me clearly. I think it does match that that what what Stoops wants to do there very well. I just saw also Jair Alexander is a officially a Pro Bowler. Oh no, no, it should be no shock there. He's one of the best defensive backs in, in the NFL. It matters when it's good news. <laughs> but then they give. The, I, I think it was trending yesterday. Like Orlando Brown got a Pro Bowl vote. He's like he leads the league in sacks given up. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm kidding not. I just remember Teddy's. <laughs> it was Teddy's second year when like. He was like the eighth quarterback on the list, and, because all, and he ended up being a Pro Bowler. Because yeah. I, I was like, he's a Pro Bowler, he's a Pro Bowler. Like his numbers did not justify oh, being he, a Pro he had Bowler. Like, at like all. sixteen touchdowns and nine interceptions. It was not great. And yeah, like yeah. two thousand yards. I mean, it wasn't anything, but yeah, yeah. It was probably his best year, though, if you think about it. Texas says, in honor of the basketball game tonight, have you already talked about Texas giving uh, more a deadline of today to sign with them? I'll hang up and listen. Thanks. We have not gotten into the DeAndre Moore discussion. I do want to talk about that because I think it's it's interesting what's happening here. So we're up against the end of the hour. We'll come back. We will talk DeAndre Moore. There's a couple of other transfer portal guy updates that I, I want to discuss. Football talk, and again, we will try to do whatever we can to discuss basketball as little as possible for the next hour. That is our promise to you. It's our Christmas gift to you. Keep it locked right here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. Down, down. Breaking up is hard to do. Don't take your love away from me. Don't you leave my heart in misery. If you go, then I'll be blue. Cause breaking up is hard. I want to break free.
All right, welcome back in. We're going to break free of the toad. We're not talking about basketball right now. We're done. We're talking about Freddie Mercury and Dragons. We gave it some time. (laughs) The text line of people on Twitter were very vocal in their belief that we should talk less basketball today and more (laughs) nonsense, which we will try to do here in the final hour. Welcome into that final hour here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. As promised, I want to jump into this DeAndre Moore discussion because there's some stuff happening on that front. You know, Moore... I, I did think it was notable that yesterday he doesn't show up to the St. John Bosco signing day, but there is a placard there bearing his name that also has the Texas logo on it. So clearly, like, like I said yesterday, it was obvious from the way that it was being reported by the, the scouting service guys at the beginning of the week that it seemed like he was a done deal to Texas. Like that was where he was leaning. That was what he was planning on doing at the beginning of this week. Then Jeff Brom calls him on Monday. Jeff Brom talks to him on Tuesday. Whatever was said there seemed to have been enough for him to at least delay the decision. Then we have this morning, Jeff Ketchum, who's like the, he's kind of the Texas insider over there. He's the publisher of Orange Bloods, which is the big Texas recruiting site. It's the number one, it's the biggest rival site there is. Uh, This guy, he knows what he's talking about. He comes out there and says, the expectation at Texas is that DeAndre Moore will be signing his national letter of intent with with the Longhorns today. It's 5 o'clock. There's been nothing from DeAndre Moore. He posted something kind of cryptic on Instagram, which I don't know what to make of it. He's just like, God has a plan for me. I've fallen in love with the process. And he, he, he essentially doesn't say anything. It kind, Some of it kind of reads like maybe he's leaving his friends behind. Some of it reads like he's going to take more time to make this decision. I don't know. But you've got Ketchum then coming out and tweeting an hour later and says, saying this. From what I can gather... Texas has been waiting on DeAndre Moore to send in his letter of intent for a second straight day. The sense I get is that Texas will simply move on if it doesn't get done soon. It's a unique situation unfolding, but maybe it's not going to be that unique in an NIL world. And to that I say this. If Texas wants to move on from DeAndre Moore, I'm good with that. I'm fine with waiting for DeAndre Moore. I think they should move on. I There's better out there, Texas. I think there is. I think the reaction to we talked yesterday about not tweeting recruits and how it, like coaches say it does have an impact. Maybe you should tweet recruits, but only positive things. Every story, every tweet about DeAndre Moore today that's come out there is loaded with Texas fans being like, we don't need this kid. Let's move on. If he's going to make a show of this, who needs another little wide receiver? We've had enough of those over the years. We can go get five guys better than him, all this stuff. I'm like, I hope he's reading this because guess you know who's going to love you? Louisville's going to love you. We've been loving you this whole time. I think he's going to be an electric college player wherever he goes. I well, there's a good chance we might have a better record than Texas in the next two years. I mean, we've you know, let's be real. We've kind of been on a level playing field with Texas for the last few years, and that's we've pre- not because we've been great. I'm not even exaggerating. We've produced probably five to one pros to them. We the looked last- it up. We yeah, have. The, the, yeah. The last, the last guy, like one of the, the best player they've had in the last ten years is a kicker. Now two kickers, if you count uh, Dicker the kicker. Dicker the kicker. And Justin Tucker, who, by the way, looked human this weekend for some reason. This sounds to me like this writer, the people at Texas, are just trying to put pressure on DeAndre Moore. Because guess what? There's no way in hell you're simply moving on from the number six wide receiver in America if he has legitimate interest in playing for your, your program just because he's not signing as fast as you want him to. And you don't want to play for a school like that, right? No. You I- want somewhere that's going to appreciate you, that's going to give you time, give you space. You don't want needy and... 
and all up in your grill. You know, the kids still say that. I don't know. Sure. Uh, you know, you don't. You don't want that. You don't want them. You know, constantly just blowing you up with your texts and doing popping. You don't want. You come to Louisville. We'll hook you up with some good nail. You know, we'll, we'll get you. We'll, we'll get you a nice, maybe little car. We'll, we'll give you space. You want to hang out with us? You come to us. We'll give you some jets. Fly around town. Yeah. Every time I keep checking DeAndre Moore's name on the like the uh, on Twitter, I'm just like, hold, hold. Like if he makes it through today, maybe we're in good shape because Texas is going to move on, even though I don't think that's really going to happen. But um, speaking of Texas, I don't know if this is simply a the Texas writer seems to be implying that this is like a bidding war type deal. That the only reason this kid isn't signing with Texas right now because God, who could for who could possibly ignore the luster. And the allure of the mighty Texas Longhorns. The only reason why he's not signing with Texas immediately is because he's trying to play the middle and trying to negotiate a better deal with Louisville or Georgia or whoever it is out there. And if that's happening, so be it. I hope we win. We've won in other situations. I hope we win out because I think DeAndre Moore is exactly the type of player that we need for the next couple of seasons. Jeff Brown would be fantastic with him. We need explosive players on on the outside. He'd come here with his boys. I think it's a perfect situation. It's a match made in heaven. I would love for it to happen. And if, you know, if Texas doesn't want it to happen, then then that's fine. Speaking of Texas, I just saw this on Twitter. I didn't I don't know. You've probably seen this. Have you seen they have the first ever automated McDonald's now in Texas? No. So the the Texas is 725 was like trending. I'm like, okay, I'm 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 I've been seeing this all day. I'm gonna click on it. I see it right now. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what it is. So I clicked on it too, and it, apparently it's people talking about how Texas minimum wage is seven twenty an hour, which, by the way, is enough. I started out working at a dollar sixteen in minimum wage an hour when I first got working, but uh, and it's like with a tweet that says, "People ask for twenty five minimum wage, you get your first automa- automated McDonald's in Texas," and it's showing this, this McDonald's like like the it's cool looking, like it's it's a TikTok video, but there's like nobody there. It's completely empty. And, like, it's just, you pull up to a drive and it's showing, like, a bag come down, like, a little conveyor and coming out to you. Jeez. I'm. I don't care for that. I'm a little intrigued by this. Like, this is right up there with the, uh, I don't know if you saw it a couple weeks, months ago, where they had the, the, the giant Taco Bell that was used to be a bank, and they turned it into a Taco Bell, and it had, like, lanes, and. No, oh, it. oh, it was kind of cool looking. It was, I don't even know where that one is. The robots but... are taking over, Trev. This is how it starts. <laughs> this is how it starts. They got robots now out there writing personalized emails for businesses. They've got robots that are mimicking your online persona and are, are they can write things like in your tone and with your language. It's it's happening. I don't think a robot could ever grab my tone and language. They can't. It would be hilarious. <laughs> robot, they think it's broken. They're taking over. This is how it starts. Would you go to an automated restaurant? No. I'll give my money to the people. <laughs> we need human employees. Now, if they, can, if they put like, you know, Tartar sauce on my fish fillet, then I'm going to the robots at that point. Yeah, how do you go? <laughs> no robot ever put bacon on my my, my fish. <laughs> but you were not here the day I realized that I think I found out. Apparently, the buttons are right next to each other. Is that how it keeps happening? I was very curious because it's never happened to me. I finally, because I was over here at the other McDonald's, the new one right down from us that was closed for a while, but now it's reopened. And I, I ordered a fillet with cheese only, and it came up bacon. Before I could say something, I heard her on the other end go, 
whoops, my bad. I didn't mean to hit bacon. It's the buttons next to it. Uh, like, and I was like, thank you. An epiphany. Because this entire time, I just thought these people were screwing with me. I, I was very <laughs> confused as to how that kept happening. Because nothing on that sandwich sounds like it sounds like bacon. Yeah, cheese, bacon. I mean, I'm, yeah. Yeah, that's very bizarre. Okay. So I'm, 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 I want to try this automated McDonald's out a little bit. Now, the other recruiting note when it comes to the transfer portal that is of note. Sorry for that. Uh, clunky sentence. Marcus Dumerville, <laughs> like who was a, uh, a heavy recruit coming out of high school, ended up going to, to LSU. He's got the Dumerville connection. He is in the transfer portal. A lot of people just kind of assumed Louisville will be in the mix there. He announced today that he's committed to Maryland. So that's a, an offensive lineman who is off the table for us uh, to get. But there's still plenty of fish in the sea, plenty of guys out there. Jeff Brom will, will go get some. He's made that clear. Like a, like recruiting, like, like a dating. Yeah, exactly. Plenty of fish in the sea. Nobody ever does that. Nobody ever mixes sports and relationship talk. <laughs> there should be more of that. You're right. I've never thought about that. That'd be a good thing to do. There should be more of that in sports media. Uh, yeah, you are 100% right. Thank you. Um, are you curious if we won the Mega Millions last night? We being the nerdy... You saw, you saw, group you you saw there was a million-dollar ticket sold last night in Louisville, didn't you? I did not see that. What would you do last night? Not look for lottery news online, apparently. <laughs> what do you do? I mean... What do you do in your life? I mean, no, I did not see that there was a Mega Millions ticket sold. What did you watch yesterday? What were you doing? What did you do in the Rutherford House last night? Wrap presents. You said you hadn't wrapped anything yet. No, Mary has not wrapped a present. Oh, I've wrapped presents. I didn't know you were just throwing her into the bus in that scenario. That's okay. Not her, I mean, she, well, she's a better rapper, so I've, I've, I've basically have wrapped her presents. Oh, I've heard you rap. You're pretty decent. Yeah, thank you. Um, we did that. I mean, we had Virginia refuses to go to sleep at a normal hour, so we had playing with the kids. That was a disaster. A little bit of, got some of the house cleaned up, uh, and then got ready for bed. Okay, so you did nothing. So you have no excuse not to see this. Yes, apparently there was a million-dollar ticket sold. Uh, I don't know. I've yet to confirm with TJ who was this week's buyer whether we are going to be coming back after the holidays or not. Either way, you're not going to hear it because one of you would steal it if you want anyway. <laughs> well, he sent the picture, the ticket, to the thread. We said, that's the thing. See, I told you, we, we you, there's evidence of everyone seeing the ticket. So there's no like stealing anything. I don't trust any of you. I mean, you don't already, trust you. You've already admitted that you would steal it if you want. You well, said you said that on air. Well, yeah, but from you only. No, you said that on air. You're like, yeah, I probably would just keep it for myself, <laughs> which is exactly why I didn't join this the nerdy lotto group. No, it's not. You just don't want to be part of the group. I, you're exactly you right. Are, I don't want to be part of the group. You're too cool. You're too Trinity for us. You're you you got too much Trinity in you to hang out with some Sanex, Doss, and Wagner kids. I thought Roush was to sales. Oh, yeah. DeSales, my bad. Yeah. Wrong, wrong one. What was Dugan? <laughs> like Floyd Knobs or Floyd Sensor or something. Doesn't even count. Yeah, so, I mean, yes. Yeah, look at him. He, people, where's the YouTube cameras to see with your nose up? I like how Trinity is somehow elitist, but St. X is not. <laughs> well, you look down on St. X. In this scenario. Because you're from Trinity, you look down on I don't on look Saint down X. on anybody. I just you don't. Do. I just think you guys are nerds. You're looking down now, and I'm taller than you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm leaning back in a chair. You're, you're, like, you're, like, you're like your boy in training place, like, he went to Wagner. Like, I'm going to hang out with somebody who went to Wagner. If you'd graduated from Wagner, then I'd trust you. No, you don't. <laughs> You're lying. Um, Why must you lie in such a sweater? Yeah. I'm festive. <laughs> I'm feeling good. Uh, I liked hearing Jeff Brom talk about Pierce Clarkson. It got me excited. He's he talking about being fired up to work with him. I also like that he keeps referring to him as our quarterback, which is nice. Nice. He says, Pierce, our quarterback, has led the charge and has done a really good job of selling this university and what he believes he can do for the program. We're excited to have him and all of his teammates. Those guys are really good players, and we can look forward to getting them there. He went on to say, I think Pierce is a great leader. 
He really wants to be here. He wants to be a difference maker. He's played against high level of competition. He can make plays with his feet, and he can throw the football as well, and you'll just continue to get better. We look forward to always working with him uh, with all of our quarterbacks and just the fact that he's going to be able to be here early. That's going to be huge. He also talks about how he wants to be great. He wants to study. It sounds like the Jeff Brom pierce Clarkson relationship can be a beautiful thing for years to come here at Louisville, and I'm excited about it. I mean, it's canned talk, but it still gets me excited. Same. Exactly. Like it's, it's, He's saying it's, what I want to hear. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's exactly what you're supposed to say. It's, it's, I mean, it's right out of like a resume book or something. You're reading these lines. But, that's, but you know what? That doesn't mean get me any less excited. And I like how you agree with you. Like you said, he calls him. It's, he's our quarterback because mm. he is our quarterback now. Uh, by the way, Iona melted down in the second half here in that uh, Diamond Head Classic game. They blew a 12-point second half lead. They fall to SMU 85-81. to 81. Do, you think, do you think Rick just threw the uh, Hawaiian shirt off and just ripped it off? He's not going to wear it the next game. He's no. not wearing it for the <laughs> consolation bracket. Not wear ever again. He's done. Uh, Sam Williamson, by the way, finished with nine points, eight rebounds, eight turnovers, three steals, two assists. Again, he'd fit right in here. <laughs> Quinn Slezinski had eight points, four rebounds, two assists, five turnovers. Get these guys back here at Louisville. Was I think we did we do, thirteen combined turnovers for the two former cards? <laughs> did we do the uh, the fun hypothetical? If you could keep one guy from last year's team that left, yeah, you've asked that a couple times. I can't remember who did you. Did you went with Sam? I think I said Sam. You? I think I like to at this point. I like to change the answer because <laughs> his numbers are not great. That's what I think made me think about. It. I was like, I can't swear you said Samuel. I did on yours. I thought he'd be better at SMU than he's been. He's been fine, but he's not been good. I mean. Nobody's really putting up gigantic numbers. Dre Davis is probably the best. He's averaging almost 10 points per game. We could use defense. We could use his de- I mean, just he plays hard. That's all I care about. Does Malik Williams count in this scenario? No, he's not transfer. Yeah, but he could have had an L. We could have somehow found a way to have him one year more eligibility, right? I think he was done. Nah, I think this was the, like, I feel that like was this, it. Not like if you really want to. Just tell the instant play he's, he's only been here four years. They wouldn't, they'd be like, okay. I think 2017 was the limit for guys <laughs> graduating in 2022. They were like, that's. You've been here long enough. If not him, then I guess, yeah. I mean, Dre or... I would still take Dre over Malik. you kidding me? I mean, maybe Jared West. Jared, but he's not a transfer again. He graduated. Oh, that's right. But, yeah, if I could take Jared West, I would take Jared West back here in a heartbeat. That's not like we lost that much. West anyway. and Davis played hard as hell. Like, it's not they, act like we lost so much off last year. Yeah, everybody hated Jared West, but I would he'd be like the third best player on this team. And, again, like those two guys, Third? they just cared. They played hard. Like That's, that's what I would like to see more of on this year's team. Um, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. Texas says Josh Nickelberry's balling. He was two years ago, though, which I guess technically yeah, Quinn Zlinski was as well. But he Nickelberry is, was my pick, though, when we did this last year for guys that we would want back, would keep back. He was the guy I always picked. I think well, we only, it was him and just Aiden Negehan and Quinn well, and last year. Quinn, yeah. Yeah. But he's, he's, he's kind of also, he's kind of, his numbers have gone down a little bit. He's averaging about 11.8 uh, points per game. He's... He's scoring. He's he's in the. He's following that reputation when you look at the stat sheet of the somebody's got to score, right? Well, the South sucks. Like they're. Oh, I know. That's what I'm saying. Bad. Yeah, somebody's got to score points, right? His I mean, three point shooting also has kind of reverted to the 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 mean there. He's shooting 33.8 percent from three, yeah. which is not good, and 34.2 percent from the field, which is really not good. He's probably average that with this team, but then again, it'd be nice to have a little guy average 11 points on this team. What I'm saying is, would you take him on this year's team? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I know else is going to break it, but we could literally be facing back-to-back years with not a double-digit score. This year? I mean, Ellis is averaging like No, I, I know because of Ellis we're going to break it, but I'm saying you take away Ellis. I mean, do we have anybody else averaging double figures? I don't think. I mean, who would be second on that list? Uh, let's see here. I, I can tell you right now. It is 
Holly Hatfield? Uh, Jaron Williams' average eight point six. Okay, that's close enough. He's he's flirting with it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so God, what a sad state of affairs. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying, if, if it weren't for Ellis in his in his gunning scoring right now, we would have back to back years of. I mean, I would have to go back to the the, the classic 1940s probably since that's happened. Yeah, I guarantee it was 41. <laughs> I had a, it's always when in doubt, it's always 1941. Texas Trevor said $7.25 is enough. Sounds like the Big X can save some money in the new year. I don't even know if I make that much an hour here. Surely you do. <laughs> I would hope so. Seven twenty-five is a decent. Is, is fine for minimum wage. No, it's not. What do you? What is it supposed to be? I mean, higher than seven. Seven twenty-five. People have done the math on this. Like, it's not. We don't need to have this discussion. But no, it's not a livable wage at all in this day and age. Well, I mean, if you're gonna, everything goes up. Everything is like inflation, price fluctuation. Minimum wage did not go up for like twenty years, which oh, is I know. absurd. I mean, Texas, have you all exchanged Christmas gifts? We have. Yeah. You mentioned that you talked about the shirts. Yeah, got my shirts yeah. at home. Yeah. You got great gifts for the kids. They love them. They're still playing with them. Did they open or did you, save them for, did you get them early? Like, no, they got them. Tell me it was like a Hanukkah gift. I, to, I talked about this on the air. Oh, yeah, that's right. You told me. Yeah, you gave it. And actually, I meant to say this this on the air yesterday. Yesterday, during the day, we had our babysitter was over, and Virginia was telling our babysitter about, she, you know, she picks up on stuff that like she hears Mary and I saying to each other, and Mary had talked on Tuesday night about how like, like Trevor really listens. Like She knows like what, what the kids are into and all this stuff. And she was telling our babysitter about how daddy's friend, Trevor from radio, like he he really knows what she what she's into. Like he, he knows all about her. Like he he knows what she likes. And I was like, that's very perceptive. Kind of kind of creepy a little bit too. <laughs> well, it's also the, the first time you've heard that from a female in a long time. That's is, that is one hundred percent. Oh no no no! I mean, I'm a listener. I'm a carer. <laughs> you are. I'm a giver. I'm a hugger. But she uh, earlier today, like I, I'm a very unselfish lover. Her cousin Audrey was over there, and she had she had the the Jack toy. And she's like, look at this, look at this, and like Virginia was like. Trevor gave that to me. <laughs> I guess I need to start getting Audrey's stuff. I feel bad. You do. She's fine. They <laughs> both. All these kids have enough stuff. They're good. Texas says, what will the score be when we decide to lay down tonight? I'm predicting 8-3 state around the 16-minute mark. That's a fun game to play. <laughs> when, when do we give up? When we decide to quit. <laughs> When's the first TV timeout? <laughs> Not doing it. You know, Not going to bring me down. How many games? Holidays. How many games have we called a timeout before the first TV timeout? Not many. I mean, he doesn't. Probably he, not a good he thing. He doesn't use the timeouts that I much. know that's something that has bothered me. There's been moments where I'm thinking that you need to call a timeout here. Let me ask you this question because somebody asked me this last night. How far along in the season do you think we get before Kenny Payne is whistled for a technical foul? Because he doesn't. He like has not I, lost it very much on officials. And, and you know, I, there's been a couple of games where I've wanted him to get it. Mm-hmm. I've been adamant about that. I mean, there was. Do we see a Kenny Payne technical foul this year? I don't think so. He's just too passive with the officials to me, and I don't like it. I think he does, but it's more of like a. I've heard this complaint, and I'm trying to like give it to the people. It's like some random game in January. I, I think he just know. gets one to get one. I like, see, I, but and I don't like that. I am not, the, and I'm not a fan of it because te- it's not you. Then don't do it. There's two reasons to get technical foul. One, you're just utterly pissed on a call that you think was awful, and you just you can't contain yourself. And two, it's for strategic reasons of that you need to, you want to light a fire under your team, maybe. Right. And I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I feel there's been many moments in games. Where a technical foul from the coach, this team could probably use a good f- fired up butt. I agree, and he just—I don't know if he's just because there was the one that I wanted to get a technical. I don't think it was the West. What was the game where Ellis? I think maybe it was the Western game. We still won it anyway. Where obviously, but where Ellis 
you know, kind of went for the pump fake and one tried to get the fat three point foul shot and they didn't call it. He got fouled, and they didn't call it. But I guess they didn't call it because they knew what he was doing, even though it doesn't matter. He still got fouled. And I'm sitting there just like, this is the moment. Like, this is a perfect example, Kenny, of getting a technical now because it was a bat. It was a no call. It was missed no call. You're defending your player. Let's let's do it. Get it now. And like the next time you see him talking to the ref, and he's like smiling. So I, I remember that. Yeah, his arm around him. He's like, and smiling. I'm like. Yeah. I get, you can take that approach sometimes, but, dude, just. It doesn't work more times than not. I, if anything, just give me the Gene Hackman when, and Hoosiers, and you're telling them, throw me out. Yeah. I just, I, I got to see. I, I need to see it because you're telling me how this team is lacking energy and excitement and, and, and hustle. Well, I want to see it from the coach, too, buddy. Texas Trevor Callender, fire up butt. <laughs> And I don't, just don't mean the Taco Bell the next day. I hope Jen's put that calendar together. All the Trevor sayings. <laughs> Any day now. 365. I actually, I, I kind of want to do it during next year. You know, before I even So came, I can have it ready for 2024. Before I even came here, we did like we had like a, a KRC like encyclopedia. A lot of it was stuff I would just make up words. I think we need to. This needs to happen. <laughs> Not They weren't on me. There was some on Nick and TJ. But we had it on our Facebook page, like a, like a, a word document. People would add to it. Texas says, fellow Texas, quick. They're talking about basketball. We need a new text line topic. It's on you guys. If you, hey, ask, I, if you ask a basketball question, we're going to talk about it. I tried it. to bring up automated fast food, people. I tried. Texas, the only Hawaii tournament that Louisville should have played in is the Diamond Head Classic against the opponents like Iona, SMU, and Washington State. Then again, we still would have gone 3-0-3. Oh, I mean, Patino's not going to want to play. Does he, does, he, does, he, does he want to play us at any point? No, I don't think so at all. I know, I know, I know, no. I know. We may, but we shouldn't want to. I don't. I just don't see him wanting to play us either. I don't. No, he doesn't. Like I know, we, and I know it wouldn't. He be doesn't even want to come to Louisville. He, he he didn't want to play Bellarmine because it was too much but I, like Louisville. But I mean, not in, in not just even a home and away scenario, but even like in a tournament. Like if it's looking at like a tournament, and he's looking at it. I think he'd and, hate it. And he sees that we're in it. He may be passing that tournament. I mean, I know for a fact that he hated the Minnesota matchup. And the whole family did. Like they thought it was, they, it was not what they wanted. Like they yeah. weren't. It wasn't like they were out for revenge, for revenge or anything like that. And I thought Richard handled it as well as anybody can handle it. And Richard, Richard's awesome. Like the, what didn't surprise me, but he never once was like, "This is for dead" or anything like that. It was no, just didn't. very much like you know, this is about the game. This is about I love my time at Louisville, all that stuff. And and you know they they put it on us pretty good. <sighs> a bad one too. Texas says, "Remember when Jeff beat Texas in 1993? Good times are coming again." Yeah. Let's let DeAndre Moore know. He did. Cardinal Stadium. Go tweet him the YouTube clip. It's on there. I think you can find it. John Ramsey brought out Muhammad Ali for that game. I was at that game. God, you saw John Ramsey. That was like my second game I ever went to. Second or first, because I think the first was Arizona State. I don't remember if I went. I don't remember if Arizona State was before Texas or after Texas. I can't remember. I don't know. Because Texas was like ranked 24th or something that year. Texas says, I had no idea we were playing basketball tonight. We get this text now like once a game day, which is. Horribly I mean, I do feel bad. Dugan, who was here when the sports show started, uh, said something about the game, and I was like, I don't even know what time it is, to be oh, honest God. with you. Like, I knew it was on regular TV, but I didn't know the time until you opened the show with, like, 7 o'clock. I was like, okay. Texas says, I wish I actually knew what was going on during these recruitments. Is Moore actually so nervous that he can't decide? Is he just wanting attention? Is he actually in a bidding war? Is he on the phone with both coaches? Is he breaking down the film? Is he jumping on a trampoline? We'll just never know. That's the thing is – it could be any one of those possibilities. I think it's every one of them at once. It could be, but it, these are also 17, 18-year-old kids. It doesn't matter if they're star recruits. It doesn't matter if they've been in the limelight for a long time. They're still 17 and 18-year-old kids. They're still dumb. They're still mature. They can still do stupid things. Yeah. It may just be like he's got no idea what's going on. 
It may just be that he doesn't want to make a decision right now. It may be that some girl that he had a crush on didn't want to date him, and he's too sad to make any sort of... You just... You have no idea with kids. You never know. It could be anything. You're a star wide receiver in high school. I hope it's not just hung up on one girl. You never know. Texas, does DeAndre Moore want to be a wide receiver one and point guard one? Will that entice him to come? Because we are very much putting that on the table for him. I'll let him play on the basketball team right now. Right, they start. If you can, if you want to be an early enrollee, you can join the team. You can play every ACC game. I will game. start him tonight against NC State. You want to hear your name Coach, called the Yum Center? Coach, I haven't, Next played, game. I haven't played basketball in eight years. I don't care. Would you like to be a direct part in America's best, most fierce college basketball rivalry? Because we can suit you up for the Kentucky game on December 31st. Ellis, you're benched for DeAndre Moore. <laughs> He's in. Sorry. <laughs> Just for this game. Maybe more if he plays well. Depends, yeah, depends how many turnovers he may have or may or may not have. <laughs> I mean, hell, it worked when we put Chichester in against him, right? Texas says, what do you think about the Little Romeo uh, and Master P? We already talked about this. We talked about this yesterday. See, that confused me because actually Little Bow Wow has, has a program going on in AEW. Little Bow Wow is involved in AEW? Sort of, yeah. Apparently he like he flirted with Jade Cargill, who's a women's wrestler, Um She's she used to play at Jacksonville State, and that's the wind wrestler. She's okay, she's very green, but still getting better. Anyway, point is that like I guess he like flirted with her on on Twitter, and she basically said, "Not in your lifetime." Oh, and so like she's and she's undefeated. She's doing like a promo the other day, like last week or two weeks ago actually, and he came on the big screen and was like, "I got a war tour coming to an end, and once this once this finishes up." Jade, I'm coming to AEW for you, baby. Oh, like that was kind. Of, we haven't really heard anything else about it since AEW does that. They have so many storylines that are going at once. Sometimes you'll go a week or two without knowing it's something new. But uh, I mean, I'm kind of curious. Yeah, I was. Cause I always get him and Romeo mixed up. Like I, they used to feud, man. Did which one was in the uh, We're Not There Yet movie with the or the Johnson Family Vacation, the really rip, bad ripoff movie? I'm not sure, but probably Bow Wow. Okay, the movie sucked. 18, making more than your dad. Oh, was a fierce line from Bow Romeo Wow. Romeo was Little Mike, right? Like Mike was, was Bow Wow. Like Mike. Okay, that was Bow Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's still a little bit different. Bow Wow was big for a, a brief But Bow Wow's dad's not famous. Bow Wow's dad is not famous. Okay. Romeo's is obviously Master P. Okay. Yeah. Texas, uh, new topic. Most attractive TV mom. Connie Britton, Julie Bowen, et cetera. Come on, guys. Uh, I, mean, I always had a thing for, for, for Peggy Bundy. I, never, I, I did too. I never understood why why my why, why he never wanted to bang her. Yeah. Like I would do it in a heartbeat. I had the same thought growing up. I was like, <laughs> come on. Like my poor tortured, you know, puberty self is just like, what I are mean, you doing? Yeah, I mean that's she's right up there. Um Julie Bowen was definitely hot and um she was she was featured she was in Weeds. Julie Bowen. But she was the mom in uh, Modern, Modern Family. Family. Yeah, she was the uh she's happy uh happy Gilmer's love. Exactly. Yeah. Virginia Bennett. Yeah, she's she definitely pulls off the over forty well. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think, man, that's, uh, I guess Peggy's just the right one that pops in my head because of the yeah, puberty thing at the time. I'm trying to think of other, I mean, I've, I've always said that I've had a thing for Annie Potts, but she's not like, a, I don't think she was a mom technically. She's a grandma now and she's still, I'd still hit that. Uh, okay. I mean, Dixie Carter was, eh. I mean, I'm trying to think designing women. I'm trying Does to that Becky count from four else? Very attractive. <laughs> she was. She had twins, too. She did. Yeah. <laughs> Texture says... Um, Lawrence Henderson didn't get a shout-out here. Texture says, Little Bow Wow, did they do, did they do the Harlem Shake video? 
funny about that being. I, I'm thankful. I remember the Harlem Shake trend, and I never watched a minute of it. I'm so glad. The U of L one was still the most watched Louisville basketball video on YouTube, which is kind of sad. Texas with Coach Payne doing this. I don't know if the, the what does this mean. With Coach Payne doing the same thing over and over, it seems like he's not even trying. No switching lineups, no switching defenses, no fast breaking. I well, the lineup thing, he's tried to switch a little bit, but there's, really not, but there's really not much to switch to. Yeah. Unless I, you want to do what we said by just, just going extreme and putting guys that you think are going to play hard. That's, it's such a reversion from what we saw last year, which was, remember we had like 18 different starting lineups in 21 games or something. There was a period where we had different starting lineup for seven straight games. And it was because you did, like, last year's team had so many different pieces, they just, none of them fit together. And that was the big issue. It was a it was a roster filled with fine college players, just not college players that worked well with one another. And it was always just a, it was a poorly constructed roster. There's no way around it. This year you have, I mean, again, like, we've, we have one true guard in this team. That's a scholarship player. Besides, I mean, Basili is, is a guard. And that's why, that's why people are, like, looking at him to be the answer. Like, you got to play him more because he's the only other scholarship guard that they can point to as potentially an answer for this team to get better. Hersey was a scholarship guy for like a day, I think. We still don't really have clarification there. We still is or not. I I don't think he is anymore. I don't know what happened there, but I I don't know. Texas, Mike, have you been a good boy this year? No. Texas says... (laughs) I mean, yeah, because really lineup-wise, what are we going to do? I mean, Trainer and Lance are the only ones you could move in, but is it really going to make that big a difference? I mean... I I don't, yeah. Yeah, I don't think so. Do I... Again, like, there's nothing he could try, though, that I wouldn't be like, sure, give it a shot. It can't get any worse. Well put. Texas, at what at this point, what wouldn't Trevor bang? That's not a question we need to explore. Oh, I have some limits. Texas, any pots is 70, TK. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I promise I'll try not to break her hip, but I'll go for it. You've seen her in that young show, and she's still hot, man. Texas, what's a bigger takedown, bleeping toad or bleeping gerbil? It's pretty close. Rest in peace, Denny Doyle. Thank you. <laughs> Texas, says, which TV mom would we most like playing PG-1 on this team? Connie Britton. Let her run the show. Who's Connie? Which Connie Britton? What's that for? Uh, Friday Night Lights. Among, oh, among okay. other things. Oh, yeah. She was also in Friday Night Lights, the movie, too. Yeah, she was. She was the mom in yeah, that, too. She was she's in, too. Uh, she had a, a, she's on The West Wing. She's been a bunch of stuff. She's on that the show with, uh, was Nashville? I never saw it. But I, never, I know it, yeah. I with Hayden Panettiere. Yeah. Texas Payne has no idea what he's doing. He has no analysis after games besides we need to play hard. They need to focus, et cetera. We've talked about this before. I don't. It's not necessarily indicative of the fact that he doesn't like have the answers. Kenny Payne's been in basketball for a long time. He's as a player and as a coach. Clearly, he knows basketball, but the fact that he doesn't like explain in detail what went wrong, what went right, I do think it kind of it, it allows fans to look at him and be like, he doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't know what he's talking about because the results clearly are bad. You want belief that he can make it better, that he's going, that he has the right basketball mind to get this program when the talent comes in back to where we expect it to be. And you juxtapose that with what the, the video that was going around with Rick Pitino after they beat Princeton, where he's like going in depth about when they weren't following the game plan and what they did right in the last 10 minutes and the 3 2 1 drills and all this stuff. And like, I think that's the fans need to be comforted in this time of historical, like, like just <laughs> awfulness every time we step on the floor that this guy knows what he's doing, and instead we get kind of the same hollow cliches and just this this broad, you know, we got to love them up, we got to play harder, you got to do the right things in practice, like all this stuff that just anybody could go out there and say, 
And I like to believe this because Kenny Payne just doesn't want to go in debt, just doesn't want to do it. I mean, or, but like we could use a little bit of that. He, he's done some, in, I don't want to say in depth, but he's, he's, I mean, he's broken down a little bit, pointing out, you know, the fact that spacing has been an issue, which is, I mean, there's really anybody short of Stevie Wonder could see that anyway. And, you know, getting in pa- passing lanes and knowing when, how to actually perform a proper inbounds pass, I mean, into the, into the, into the lane. Uh, is he's pointing those things out a little bit here and there, and it's just the problem is, is I don't need to hear him point those out in depth or not. I want to see results of fixing it. Well, of course, I think we we've all we we can all know and watch and tell what are the same problems week in, week out, day out, night out, whatever. I want to see more. Uh, figuring out what the problem is is long gone. I want to know how we're going to fix these problems. Well, yeah, I mean, I think everybody, I think everybody does. But the, the problem is that like, he doesn't, he doesn't give us any sort of insight that he knows either of those things, which is troubling. I, I think you want to trust, like the head basketball coach at U of L should be able to identify problems that you and I cannot look at. Like you're saying, every single person can see what the problem is. We all know these issues that he's talking about. We want to see and hear the things that we don't know, that only you can know, and he's not really giving us that right now. Well, yeah, and that, that, well, that is is how he's going to fix it. That, that's what yeah. I don't know. That's what I want to know is how you're going to fix it. I don't, I don't care that you know what the problem is. I want to know what you're doing to fix the damn problem. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, everybody knows that. Like, that's, he's not giving us anything. Like, we're, we're not getting any of that stuff. Like, he talks about, Jeff Greer pointed this out in his newsletter today. At his last press conference, he said, I can tell you, we think our practices are tough. I wish I could say that we could practice an hour and 45 minutes, but most days we're going for three hours. I'm not leaving that gym until I feel like we've addressed all of our issues as a team. I hate it that way. I don't want to coach that way, but we have to address the elephant within our team. Turnovers. We have to address it. Rebounding. We have to address it. Passing the ball. We have to address it. Continuity and offense and spacing. We have to address it. Toughness and conditioning and playing basketball when we were tired. We have to address it. We talked about ball pressure for three days. We worked on it for two or three days with back cuts, and we gave up 10 to 12 points on back cuts. At some point, like talking about how you've addressed all these issues and how you've been working on all these issues and then just not getting any sort of results becomes like that becomes the issue. If there's that much of a disconnect that you have been preaching about defending back cuts constantly going into that game against Lipscomb, which is going to run a bunch of back cuts, and your team comes out there and they look like they're not at all prepared for it, and they give up. He said at least 10 to 12. I think we gave up 20 points on back cuts in that game against a Lipscomb team that did not shoot it well from the floor, if you just defend that one thing well, you probably win that game. At some point, like, what are we doing here? Like, I don't want to hear that you're addressing it all because there's a, there's a clear disconnect between you and these players. If that's the message that you're sending, it's not being received. So mix it up a little bit. Like, change something. We give 18 layups, so I guarantee we give 20 points. In Gosh. I mean, I don't know if all 18, I mean, 18, what, that's 36 points, probably what, of those 18 layups, probably at least 12 of them were back cut layups. Yeah, it was. That's 24 right there, yeah. And, and again, we gave up a ton of wide open looks for them. They're a good three-point shooting team, and they did not shoot the three well. No. That game was was there for the taking. Texas knowing basketball doesn't equate to coaching basketball. Knowledge doesn't mean that you can impart wisdom. I agree with that one hundred percent. For sure, it, it doesn't. But I think you do ha- have to know it. You do, but to be you able also to coach have it. to be able to be a people person and be for able sure. to bring the best out in people. And that's just something. Listen, there's been some coaches that are great X and those guys that just aren't. 
winning coaches. I, mean, I think having basketball knowledge is a prerequisite to being a really good coach, but it certainly does not guarantee that no, you're going to be a good coach at all. No, you need to be able to handle these young kids and be able to just be a people person and be a manager of things. And that's what I'm really most worried about Kenny Payne right now. Texas says, uh, why is the coaching disconnect with KP so similar to what was happening with Chris Mack? I mean, it's again, that's what you have to hope. At this point in time, I hate saying this, you have to hope that this is 95% on the players. You've got to hope that this is just a group of bad apples. And I don't think that it's that simple, but I hope that it is. Because the other, the other option for why this is bad is that it's more than 5% on the coaching staff. But you have to – and this is the, the, this is the big argument that you get on a nightly basis. I'm sure I'm, we're going to see it tonight on, on Twitter from people who are firmly in the Kenny Payne's going to be fantastic, everybody calm down camp, is Chris Mack talked about not being able to connect with the players last year. He talked about, you know, the message isn't being received and all this stuff. And these same players, six of them are still around from last year's team. And now Kenny Payne's having the same problem. It's the players. It's not the coaches. And I get that. I think the issue is last year's team would have beaten this year's team by 30. How did these same kids that were having some similar problems last year get worse? And also, more than half of the team wasn't around last year. So it's not all that. And I think that you also have to take into account, I hate doing it. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do the Patino thing, the Patino comparison. Mm-hmm. Patino inherited almost his entire roster from Denny Crum's second worst team ever, a team that was plagued by awful attitudes, kids that just did not listen. They weren't in good shape. They openly mocked Denny Crum. They weren't listening to him in huddles. Patino took all that, that, that negativity, all those terrible attitudes. He kicked off the players that weren't going to listen, weren't going to play in the system. He kicked off the two biggest impact newcomers in Brandon Bender and Carlos Hurt, yeah. and he almost made the NCAA tournament in year one. Like He left him on the roster for a few weeks. Yeah, I mean, Bender made it too. I think Hurt made it like six. Like, yeah. Neither Bender, one of them made it to Bender the second semester. Prime Ohio State game where he had like nine points. He did. But, I mean, yeah. it would have been very easy for him to just play those kids and say, you know, they're still the future. They are what we got. But instead, he was like, it's, it's my way. This is the way we're going to do things. And that team – I think almost won 20 games, almost went to the NCAA tournament, made a run in the NIT. Like, he took those same bad attitudes, he took those same problems, and made everything significant better in year one, significantly better in year one. We're not, things are significantly worse in the same situation now here in year two, in, in Kenny Payne's first season. And that's the concern. All right, we have to go to break. We talked to you on Texas says, I love when Mike gets really mad about UVL basketball. It's the funniest thing on this show. <laughs> I'm glad somebody enjoys it. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll read a few more texts, and then we'll make our predictions for tonight's game. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. All right, welcome back in. Final segment here of the Thursday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show. People, okay. Do you, are you a Doors? Because I, I, I feel like people, when it comes to Doors, they either like them or they hate them. I'm kind of the... Uh, are you I'm in the, the middle? I'm in the middle a little bit. I, I lean more towards like than, than just. Have you noticed that, though? It feels like there's a lot of people just either just, just don't like the Doors or they love the Doors. 
feel like in this day and age, that's pretty much worth everything now. That's true. Yeah. That's a good point. You can't be in the middle on anything. Yeah, and that's why that show got canceled. <laughs> nice. <laughs> now, people, the text line is... Never did watch it, though, myself, so I didn't help. <laughs> I didn't realize, and look, we try to bring joy to the people. That's the, the main mission of this radio show. I didn't realize how funny people think it is when I get worked up about Louisville basketball, which I guess I'm funny a lot these days because it's happening on pretty much a daily basis, but... I like when you get worked up, and so I'm going to to no, make that no, happen no. here in the final segment. I don't know if you've seen the quote from Jimbo Fisher that has been making its rounds today. First of all, I have not. I wonder how many times when you say, I wonder, have you seen, have I actually seen It's it? a solid 5% hit rate I mean, at best. At best. Most times I know going in what I, the answer is going to be. I but I like there was one or two that I did get at one time. I was like, Which oh, is why yeah. I still have to say it like that. Yeah. I still have to preface it with that because I don't, I don't know for sure. And this one you may have seen because I have seen it like all over the place today. I know, but Jimbo Fisher, I have not. But I was thought you were going to give me a top ten list or something. So we've had a bunch of people, a bunch of coaches in the last forty eight hours, just whining about NIL. Yeah. But Ryan Day did it. Uh, you know, Dabo made his name, image, likeness about God <laughs> reference. I which, saw your little thing with the music. Incredible, yeah. incredible. But Jimbo Fisher, of all people, who has been involved with Neil complaining already with Nick Saban, has yes had this to say. Oh, he chimed in some more today, huh? I knew eventually there would be pay for play, but I did not know it would be NIL like it came about. Like it came about. The problem with all of it is that there is no consistency in rules. And then when you get in the transfer portal, there's so much tampering going on. It is utterly ridiculous. It is a joke. It is an absolute joke. We are only in college football. And Lane Kiffin saw that, retweeted it with just the hand over the face emoji. I mean. I mean, this is why you know you had Ruben Owens decommit from Louisville and commit to Texas A&M in the the same exact day, only because of his love for I don't know agriculture, the Yale crew, the twelfth man. That's why not nil deals, not because he was tampered with, not because they were still communicating with him when he was already committed to Louisville, just because his love of uh, College Station, Texas. I thought Drake was the top of the charts in terms of lacking of self-awareness in this world. Jimbo's way up there. Jimbo is giving him a run for his money right now. Way up there. I mean, Jimbo, I, I'm dollars of donuts. That's like the third time I've used that phrase today, but I don't care. I like it. We have donuts in the uh, we kitchen, do. by the way. You need those. That, that man has zero mirrors in his house because there's no way he just, I mean, the, the statement he read could have been like, it might as well have been like translated to, Hey, I, we've been cheating since I was at Florida State. We knew how to do it well at Florida State. Bobby taught me a lot of things. Not only just how to put peanuts in my my in my orange soda, but how, but how to cheat. Huh? What was that? Peanuts in my orange soda. Okay. What do you think I said? I, I didn't realize there was a T in there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, was like, I thought you were hung up on the orange thing. I thought, did I say oral on accident? We had a. <laughs> My late grandmother had a uh, she, she had a a boyfriend who she dated like for for years and years and years named Buddy who kind of talked with like a little bit of a lisp, and every time he said peanuts, it sounded just like penis. And so we go to he's like get, get yourself get yourself some peanuts there, and I was like, oh god, and I was like, Ew. and then of course like well, I, you're talking to me or grandma. <laughs> I'm like 11, 12, 13 during these years too, which are peak like I'm giggling like a little schoolgirl at any sort of anatomical reference, and like he's just like yeah, get, because those. Some hot penis over there. Hot, there's hot penis over like, there. And I was like, like, oh, my God. I tell you something. That peak has continued into your late 30s. I know. <laughs> it got slightly better. I've been able to, but only slightly. Uh, um, <laughs> jinx. I know. <laughs> yeah, but Jim, come on. I mean, this is this, 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 the Nick Saban thing all over again. And at least, at least Lane Kiffin, 
you know, for for all the, the you can say about him, whether you like him or not, I still find his Florida his, his Florida Atlantic hype video is still one of the best ever made. It's incredible. Where he looks like he's miserly holding a newspaper with a date on it. The fact that it was a work <laughs> made me like it even more, and him even more. I still don't even know. I, I, I think he just says it's a work because of all the backlash it got. Or well, no, they sold a ton of season tickets for it. They did. Yeah. But uh, I just, I mean, the fact he's at least, at least he's being like, listen, dude, Jimbo. Dude, come on. We, you, you've been cheating for long before Neil, and you're going to cheat when Neil's around. I'm doing it. You're doing it. Saban's doing it. We're all doing it, buddy. Stop trying to get off on some kind of soapbox and high horse. And act like you're oh holier than now. With you. Uh, let's do some text here. We got about six minutes before we got to get out of here. We'll, we will make predictions for tonight's game. <laughs> Spoiler. It's not going to be great. <laughs> Unless you're a Wolfpack fan. Texas, as a diehard DePaul fan, I can't imagine how excited you are to see the Blue Demons take on Creighton on Christmas Day. Second straight year that DePaul has played on Christmas. It's going to be, screw the NFL. Second DePaul fan that we found is the Mr. to be diehard. Love him. <laughs> Very excited for it. I hate that I can't make the Paul jokes anymore. I can't. I hate that that's been taken from me. I won't. Texas Jawan Howard went bat-ish crazy last night. He did a little bit. Like this is becoming too much. This is becoming too consistent a thing for Jawan Howard. Did he go off again? He like was this yelling third at one. He was yelling at a ref, and this is a, in a close game against North Carolina, which North Carolina ultimately won by four. They they're starting to come around a little bit. I miss Michigan, North Carolina last night. But he's like, he's yelling at the ref, and one of his players like does the the smart thing. And like grabs him and tries to pull him away, and you see him. He's like, he's like, don't bleeping touch me. Get the bleep off me to his player, and kind of like shoves him and tries to go back on the radio. And he's like, bleep you, you bleeping b. And like, it's just it was it was a little bit much for somebody who already has had one or two instances. It wasn't as bad as like the slap fest against Wisconsin last year and the stuff with with Maryland, but it was it, it was a little much. I mean, where's the outrage for this that was there for Bobby Knight in his era? I'd say there's a decent amount of outrage still. I mean, people were saying last year he should have been suspended for the whole year. And he should have been suspended for, uh, I wouldn't say the whole year, but he should have deserved a suspension last year. I mean, he's just. Well, he did get suspended until the, the tournament. I mean, he's one 500 record away from getting canned for this. Now, speaking of Michigan, for sure. Speaking of Michigan coaches losing their minds last night, Tom Izzo did the same thing, except he was doing it in an elf shirt, yeah. which was one of the funniest GD things I've seen all year long. You can't even take a man seriously in that sweater, I couldn't right? stop laughing. The angrier like, he got, the harder I laughed. Like, it's like you can't, like... <laughs> it was incredible. <laughs> it just like, it reminded me like the, uh, the the golf guy off of Family Guy. Like, Big Whoop, want to fight about it? That's it's, the, yeah, that's it's it, perfect. It looked like the, like if I'm the ref, I'm just laughing at him. I'm like he's yelling at me. I'm like you're wearing an elf, you're wearing an elf sweater, dude. You can't. I can't take you seriously. Texas says on Nick Coffee show this morning he said that Trevor Kelsey made the Pro Bowl. <laughs> I feel like that happens to you frequently now, though. Or people call you Travis. I, I get to Trevor. I get. I'll get texts every draft season. Hey, I just I just drafted you on accident, and yeah, yeah. I remember Matt did not even on the Nationals national show. He called it Trevor Kelsey. And people were like, I think Matt, sure Matt Jones and Dan, whatever his name is, the, the former Lions. Orlovsky. Yeah, Orlovsky. The safety king. They were like, you just, they were just called you. He said your name like three times talking about the Chiefs tight end on accident. I'm like, it happens. I get it. I mean, Tex says you guys need to check out the Netflix documentary called The Volcano Rescue from Wakari. 10 out of 10 recommend. I'll put that on the list. I'm getting a little, I'm not saying tired of it, but I'm just, I, I, every every doc, every everything I get recommended is always a documentary. Or documentary. You don't like documentaries. I do, I do, but it has to be about something that interests me going into it. I still need to watch the the new Last Chance You Is Out. 
the new basketball. Like if it's one. I not, watch if that. it's about something, well, that's that's not a documentary. That's a reality show. It's a docu series. It's a reality show. No, it's not. <laughs> reality shows are, are half scripted and they have confessionals. Like this is this is a docudrama. That's a reality show. No, it's not. It's not a documentary. And I want to. I like a good documentary, but it has to be. It's a docu series by definition. Docu series. That's exactly what it is. No such thing. It's a, it's a reality show. Dude. No, it's not. I, I, I get you don't want to call it that because it sounds lame, but it's what I you are. I not want to call it that because it's by definition not. Like, again, you, you can't just make stuff up. Oh, I can. No, you and can't. I will. Well, you can, but you're going to be wrong. No, you're wrong. I'm not. Texter says, uh, oh, no. <laughs> Texter says, Mrs. Matthews is still my favorite mom. Eh. Yeah. Don, I like Donna Reed, too. I know it's black and white, but that shit, she was hot. But not a mom. Well, I guess technically she was a mom. She was a mom, yeah. But that's also not a TV mom. She was a mom on the show, wasn't she? Didn't she have kids on the show? Which show? Donna Reed. In a movie? I'm thinking of It's a Wonderful Life. What are you thinking of? I'm thinking of the Donna Reed show. Oh, I have no idea. You didn't watch it? No. All all I know Donna Reed from is It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, no, I know. Yeah, well, she was. Yeah, no, she she had a TV show, the Donna Reed show. Texture says, um... What about Kitty from 70s show? No. No, I don't know. Just, that laugh could do it for me. What are your thoughts on the end of the Evansville Bellarmine game? UE dunked twice during the last 30 seconds of the game when they were up by 10 plus. No one shook hands after I saw that. It was not. There was bad blood there. Apparently, I didn't see any of the game. I saw all the last highlight. Apparently, there was bad blood during the game. Um, not sure exactly what happened, but I know the Bellarmine up 10 staff with two was dunks. How much time was left? Under 30 seconds. Both times they could have dribbled off the clock. Yeah. And they dunked that's, both that's, times. That, that's just bad sportsmanship. And Evansville won by 12. Bellarmine has. Bellman's struggling a little bit right now. They, they can't stay healthy. They're going into conference play now, but for all the people who are like, you're not giving Bellman enough credit, they're they're five and eight. I don't recommend I, – I don't I don't applaud Bellman not shaking their hands because they were angry about it. You should still shake their hands. But don't – two wrongs don't make a right. Don't 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 make a wrong just because they are. We are one of two Division One wins that Bellman has right now. <laughs> Us and Murray State. They're keeping it in state. This Kentucky – the Kentucky uh, – T.J. Walker texted him, by the way. Says, Trevor said we threw him into the woods. I think it's to the wolves. <laughs> Did I say that? He says, it obviously Santa raps. He delivers a million presents across the grove, but does he skimp on a rapping job? There's no chance. I agree with, with him there. Yeah. I did not catch we threw him into the woods. but that's Did I say that? Who was I talking about? <laughs> I don't know, but that's a good one. Texas coaches need to wear freaking suits again. So many of them look ridiculous. That my wife Mary makes that same point. Every time she sees a coach, like she sees Richard in a suit or sees uh, like Mick Cronin, she's like, Thank God they're still wearing suits. Basketball does feel like a suit should be worn. Like football, I'm okay with no suit. Like football does a suit. Like you get no, uh, was it uh, the Nolan guy used to coach the Niners that wore a suit every time. I think PJ Flex semi wears suits a little bit. He wears the neck. He's got the, yeah, the little sweater vest, vest yeah. too. Yeah, the three piece. Um, but football, I'm okay letting it slide on. But basketball, I don't know. I feel like basketball does deserve a suit. I kind of think so too. It just it's it's the only sport that you really baseball doesn't have to. They wear uniforms anyway. Like I, I do, I agree with that texture. I want to see more suits in the basketball. Texas, real quick, Mike, your thought on the hot stove reds today? The big Kurt is back, folks. Kurt Casali is back. We've got three catchers on the roster. That's all. He, and Will Myers, what a day! World Series. <laughs> they're they're going to lose hundred games. I don't know who year. one of those guys is. You don't need. You should know who either of them Will are. Will Myers played for the Padres, right? Yes. Okay. The other guy, I'm, you might as well said Kirk. Well, Kirk Casali was a former Reds catcher. They let him go. Now he's back. And, and Tyler Stevenson's going to be hurt next year, though, right? They're going to lose 100 games again next year, Trev. <laughs> Did they lose 100 games this year? Exactly. On the dot. I was rooting for it at the end of the year. 
All right, tonight, Louisville, NC State, 7 o'clock tip on the uh, ACC Network in Raleigh. Cards are a 17-and-a-half-point underdog. Who you got? Somebody's dropping me off in the woods. Does um, Louisville uh, cover? No. I think NC State by 22. 24. 74-50. I'm going to go NC State. How about this? I'm more optimistic than you are. NC State by 23. What are you, up in something in the bathroom? 83-60. That's my prediction. <laughs> Maybe about a point. One dollar. Keep it locked right here. Reminder, you can hear all the action from tonight's game on our sister station, 970 WGTK, your new home for Cardinal Athletics. Oh, and here you can, or you can listen to the Big X to Western Kentucky playing at 630. Or you can listen to the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers right here on the Big X at 630. Until we talk to you again, go Cards. Everybody stay safe with the winter apocalypse out there. Beat NC State. Other side.